0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Notorious by Chance, show we come and talk all things movies, TV, sports, news, streaming, all that good shit. And today we, we have a very, very loaded show to, to talk about today. Uh, this week we decided to look at movies celebrating their 30th anniversary, and we landed on the 1990 smash gangster hit, Good fellows, which I'm, I'm very curious to hear, Russell's thought about this for reasons we'll get into later, but yeah, Russell, we are back for another week, uh, and you know, starting off with our usual stuff, first of which is our NFL uh, sports talk, uh, going into our games from last week, we have a winner for our predictions, had to be you, oh god, yeah, <laughs> 13 for 16, baby, let's go,
1: oh boy. Yeah, I uh should have went with my gut on the Niners. I just didn't know what was going to happen. And then uh I wasn't expecting uh Baltimore to be plagued with injuries, so <laughs> we we'll kind of dropped the ball on that one. No, they, they
0: played with the with disease. <laughs> no, not injury yeah. disease. And and then uh
1: what the two games that I said don't sleep on the other team, uh New England and Atlanta. I said don't sleep on them. I think it'll be uh I wouldn't be surprised if they won. They actually did win, so you, I probably you, could have changed
0: my luck. And you proceeded. But, and you proceeded to sleep on them.
1: I did just because I'm like, you know what? I wanted to go with a safe choice. Um, what, I, what did I get? I, I probably didn't do very well.
0: You did. Uh, let's see. At 16, you missed one. You missed one, two, three, four, five. So you missed. Three, you missed two more than I did.
1: I'll take 11. But yeah, like I said, those were the games that I um I could have made some ground up, but um. Uh, wanted to go with San Francisco, didn't really show me anything going into that game, so I was like, eh. But then the Rams, this they pull this all the time, so uh, I mean, I'm happy we got the win, but um, yeah, just it's it's just still uh, up in the air, a lot of things up in the air this year,
0: yeah. I mean, there's also like also on record being the longest week in NFL history, yeah, yeah, over 105 hours, I believe, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, because it started what
0: uh, Thursday. It, start, it started you, yeah Thanksgiving, and then thanks to ba- thanks to Baltimore, <laughs> the yeah. week the week kept going. Yeah. Uh some notable things to talk about. First of all, uh, both Houston and Washington got the exact same score to win on Thanksgiving, and well Washington only got that because the Cowboys' defense just gave up after <laughs> after yeah, I, the third quarter. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I was really uh, I watched a little bit of that game. Uh, Washington looked pretty good. Uh, Alex Smith had a good game. Um, a little disappointed with um, Detroit's play. I usually, you know, on on Thanksgiving, I I've, you know I was on record to say, you know, they usually have annually they have like a pretty pretty decent um game they're really they're usually a thanksgiving lock or damn near will cover the spread but uh yeah they didn't look too uh too sharp thursday
0: Weirdly enough agent peterson had a good game <laughs> had a good game this uh, <laughs> this last past thursday
1: which is random cuz they ended up losing by double digits didn't
0: they they did uh well yeah double digits 41 25
1: yeah. oh wait they lost the same
0: oh wait was the same you said the same score no 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 so both Washington and, and, tech, and Texas put up the same amount of points, but oh, okay, Dallas okay, okay. Dallas's offense didn't do nearly as well as Detroit, and that's a sense I cannot believe it came out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, I mean, but again, like, Dallas is just um, this is just one of those fluke years. Uh, I, but honestly, though, I don't I don't think they're worth all the money they're shelling out for these guys. Like um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has, has been lackluster. Ezekiel, to say the least. Ezekiel um, Elliott
0: ain't done shit this year. He's been he's he been hasn't a done anything. big letdown.
1: You know, if he if he could run his mouth and you know back up his gameplay like the first couple of years he was in the in the league, but like outside of that though, he hasn't been a uh, perennial powerhouse like we normally see.
0: Oh, um, I, I I I traded him a fantasy football league. I'm so happy I did because yeah, this is he is not worth. Yeah, worthy. that should, that should
1: have been a top five uh, running back lock for sure. But uh, yeah, just just everybody's lackluster there. Um, they just really don't have much. To go from, and uh, yeah, they're going to be making... It's going to be really crazy this offseason. They're going to do a a lot of unloading, I bet. Oh, Dallas? Oh, absolutely.
0: It's going to be interesting to see what happened to Dak Prescott, because remember, he's he's franchise tagged this year.
1: He might not come back. I just don't think that he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's decent enough. I think he's decent enough. I, I think if you couldn't win with Romo, who I thought overall was a better quarterback...
0: Wow. That's a hot take. That's a hot <laughs> well, here's, take.
1: But here's my thing, okay? I'll give you the fact that Dak can make plays with his feet that obviously Tony couldn't. But oh, Tony, gosh. I thought, was more of a smart – like, just listen to him dissect football. You know what I mean? As, as an announcer. I'm saying it's completely different, I know. But what I think Tony brings to the table is I think he he can read a defense a little bit more fluid than I think He's, uh, he's, a, he's you know, a better, Prescott
0: can. He's a better analytics, analytical mind than Dak Prescott, is what you're saying.
1: And, and yeah, but he, again, he's more of your Brett Favre type, you know, I'm going to throw touchdowns and interceptions galore, and that's what he did um, during his career. He just never had the team around him to get him to the next level. He had, yes. you know, Jason Witten pretty much, and that, that was really it. He ha- he, ha- know, he had
0: the, the, fuck it, the fuck it go deep tactic. Sometimes it worked, uh, sometimes yeah. it didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that and that's basically what it was. Like he'll throw four hundred, you know, yards a game, out of sixty attempts and throw you maybe like three or four touchdowns with like three interceptions. But I mean, that's 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 what you go by, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. What else we got? Uh, Chargers continue to blow it. I think is. Hold on, is this week? Oh, it's not this one. Never mind. Forget it. Forget what I'm about to say. I'll, we'll we'll talk about that next <laughs> week. Uh, what else? What else happened? Oh, we had Browns having... playing small ball again. We had two really tight, tight games. One is the Browns versus Jacksonville. The other was the Vikings versus the Panthers. The Vikings, mind you, without their best receiver, Adam Thielen, yeah. was not playing.
1: Yeah, but they got the W. They, they, I mean, they, you know, did what they had to do. And again, like I've been harping the last couple of weeks, you know, the Browns just finding ways to win. That's how you sneak into the playoffs, and you know, find yourself in a pretty good seed position right now, especially with the struggling Baltimore. So. Uh, Cleveland's gonna be an exciting team to watch come down the the back end of the stretch of the season here. Uh,
0: weirdly enough, they have they have the pieces for a great team. They haven't like put it together yet.
1: That's the thing. And when they put it together, like they have what eight wins right now. Yeah, and and they're not even like fully together. Together, you know what I mean? And they're 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 still Odell's out with injury. Um, you know, they haven't really put it together yet. It's it's scary to see what this team could do when put together. You
0: know what I mean? So the interesting thing about, like, Carolina is the fact that, I mean, they're beating up, I mean, the crazy thing about the fact is they're beating up like an openly rebuilding team. Yeah, I mean, when you lose
1: your, you know, your running back, obviously, and your quarterback to the Patriots with Cam Newton, I mean, you're openly rebuilding, obviously.
0: We also had a competitive game of uh, of a tank bowl with the Giants and the Bengals playing.
1: Which uh, wasn't a surprise. I think we both took the G men on that one. Um, I
0: mean, no, no, without their best weapon, yeah, we're taking the G men.
1: Oh, absolutely, because um, Cincinnati hasn't shown that they have any form of life in offense. You know, what I mean, uh, besides Burrow, and it just they look really bad. Oof.
0: The craziest, craziest match to me of the week was Carolina New England. I thought that was. I thought that Caroli- was you mean for sure. uh, you Carolina New- Arizona, 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 yeah, yeah. Arizona New England? I thought it was Arizona for sure.
1: You know what? And like I told you that, and like, and I and I said that it was one of those ones where it's like, you know what? You you watch a a, a coached Patriots team coming in, you know, November December. They they're all business. You know, all hands on deck here to make a playoff push here, especially now because they're they're not in the driver's seat like they normally are. They they've already. Pretty much have the division clinched by now. You know what I mean? Oh
0: yeah. But they're
1: they're just clawing and you know you know clawing and hanging on to dear life for a, a you know a wild card, uh, which they may get. Who knows? Um, but but you know what I mean. When you see that type of play in you know uh, November, like I said, you know it, it's not a surprise because they you know every year they're annually like this. Um, it's a big win for them, and it's definitely a momentum push for sure, especially with a division that's only separated by a couple games. Like you have. You know Buffalo. You have Miami clawing, and then you you think about it. If if New England plays these teams again, they play Buffalo, and I think they play Miami. They win those two games. Watch out. You're looking at a three way you know three way cluster for uh, the division. You know, what I mean it's not it's not over by any means, which is going to make an interesting uh, five weeks five weeks uh, of the season.
0: You know who it is over for? The New York Jets. Uh Yes, they they are
1: officially eliminated, and I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars were officially eliminated from the playoffs.
0: That's true. Something I so did something I did not see coming. Uh, 30,
1: t- 30 teams playing for
0: playoffs. <laughs> something I did not see coming. The Falcons blow out the Raiders. Not just they don't just win; they blow them yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I said they were going to win, I thought it was going to be a tight game. I didn't think they were going to completely lay down like that. Um, really disappointing for uh, Vegas because. You know, they they played and we were saying it before they're playing, you know, Kansas City. They beat. They almost beat twice. You know, they beat uh, a Cleveland playoff team, um, you know, and they just laid down to a team that they should have probably beat to the Falcons
0: of all people,
1: which I said again, though, the Falcons have the weapons on offense. They have them.
0: Yeah, they, they, they do. A, they do have the weapons yeah. on offense. But Matt, Matt Ryan wants to show us <laughs> to swing his MVP award. He swings it. He swings it hard.
1: Yeah. Especially now that you got you know Gurley and and uh, uh, you know uh, Julio Jones always is you know fantastic receiver. So you know that's a huge win for them. Um, they they pretty much have no shot of going anywhere. But it's just it's a confidence boost for the team.
0: Uh, let's see the like we said the Niners nine beat the Rams. The Broncos game was really interesting because <laughs> oh uh, yeah yeah uh, it came out I think like the day before that they were going to be playing with no quarterbacks. All three of their yeah. quarterbacks were on the were on the covid they all tested positive for covid yeah but they didn't push the game that was the crazy they did not push the game
1: <laughs> yeah cuz they didn't care like that that wasn't a you know that wasn't the ratings
0: that you know a baltimore
1: pittsburgh uh you know game's obviously going to give you so they and i, I think it's kind of disrespectful to, to denver that you push you know you knowingly pushed the pittsburgh baltimore game back numerous times um and then, and on top of it, you pushed it back for players that didn't even end up playing. You know.
0: Yeah, because uh, like, Dobbins, Lamar, Sneed, Andrews, like they didn't none of them even played. So what was the point?
1: It, yeah. So I mean, if Denver had to go cold turkey and pretty much you know ask the you know uh, ticket scalpers or whatever to play quarterback for them, you know, I I don't think I think they got a like a shitty end of the deal.
0: Yeah. Funny thing is, like neither quarterback played particularly well. Like Taysom Hill didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those lackluster games. I mean, you obviously knew because you don't have a quarterback in there. But uh, I think they should have pushed it back a little bit too. I think they could have played it. Uh, they could actually made it a uh, Wednesday night game, have it followed the Steeler game.
0: Probably that would have been smarter. And uh, yeah, Packers and pissed off Aaron Rodgers go past the Bears. Told you that. I knew that was. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, Seahawks barely beat the Eagles. Like they beat they beat the Eagles, but not by as much as I thought they were going to. <laughs>
1: They didn't cover, I guess, apparently at the end of the game. Like, they got that meaningless touchdown and actually screwed the uh, oh, points board up.
0: Oh, that's right. The Eagles just, just screwed over gamblers across the nation.
1: Which is really shitty because I totally would have taken – I mean, so would everybody else. I would have taken uh, Seattle with the points. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I, Philadelphia has looked awful. Um, I don't think they're a well-together you know, football team. They're in the, in the worst division in football, and they still have a shot at it, which is disgusting. <laughs> and one of those teams are going to host a playoff game with a losing record. It's amazing. Let me see. Um,
0: yeah. Hold on. What, what What are we looking at for that for that division? I think. Wow. Seven losses right now, right for all of them. Seven, seven, sev, all seven except the Cowboys who have eight.
1: Yeah. So you're going to look at they're they're going to be less than five I guarantee I wouldn't be surprised. You're going to see like a seven and nine team win that division.
0: That, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, 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 it's sad. It's super sad. And, uh, lastly, of course, Pittsburgh beating, uh, the, beating the Olympic Ravens last night <laughs> or yesterday, uh, not last night, yesterday, we had Wednesday afternoon football for the first time in history.
1: Oh, uh, and then don't forget the, uh, Tampa Bay game, which I thought Tampa Bay was going to Oh, Tampa Bay, so, which was
0: actually like very competitive. Yeah.
1: Um, again, it was one of the games I, obviously you and I differed, um, but I thought Tampa Bay was going to throw everything at them, which they did. I thought, you know, uh, you know, Brady played okay enough. I mean, far from a perfect game, but he still kept his team in the game. That's the whole, you know, obviously the whole idea of the game when you take behind center all the time. Um, yeah, I still think they're going to be a team to mess with in the NFC for sure. I think Tampa Bay still, when, you know, clicking on all four cylinders can be really nasty offensively. They have a, you know, tremendous offense. Defense isn't that great. Eh. Good enough, but not, not, you know, far from perfect defense. But, uh, yeah, Kansas City shows you. They have, you know, if you blanket their receivers and, they make, and you make them run the ball, they, they can't beat you. They're going to beat you in the air. Yeah, That's where they're going to beat you. Um, I think the Niners proved it in the uh, Super Bowl. I think, you know, when you blanket the receivers, you know what I mean? I think, you know, you put it on the running game, the running game's not going to do it, um, you know. It's just one of those things. I think they I mean they're. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're a good team with their record. I, I, I don't think they're they're far from a perfect ten and one team. Um, I think they can absolutely be beat. Nope no, none of the teams are like. I'll even say it with the Steelers. I don't think, like, regardless of records, I don't think those teams are. They don't play indicative of the records. You know what I mean? Right. Because I've seen yeah. them. You know, you're looking at. You know, Pittsburgh has limped, has looked like shitty in a lot of wins. Um, same thing with Kansas City, you know. Um, and those are the, you're gonna be probably your top two seeds in the AFC. Probably I don't see that at I don't this, really see that changing. This, at
0: this point, I don't know who yeah. I don't know who tops them.
1: I don't see that changing. I don't. Um but I mean I, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna come down to a silent wild card team. Like a five or six seed, I think it's going to – somebody's going to take them lightly. And I think they're going to – like I said, like, like look at last year. Look what Houston did to Kansas City. Put 28 points on them unanswered, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, didn't, they couldn't close it out. But, I mean, that's – the shit can happen is, is, the, is the scary thing. So um, I think all bets are off on the playoffs. I think it's, I think it's a complete free-for-all. Um, no team looks completely dominant. You know what I mean? Regardless of records, I think every team has showed a kryptonite. And, um, especially with the Steelers losing to pre, I think that's going to hurt them, um, with the pass, uh, the pass rush, that, um, that one, that one hurt. That one really hurts. Yeah, Cause that's your, you know, now you're going to get doubled up with Watts and you're going to close him out and you really don't have to worry about, you know, receiving anything from the other end. I, I just think that that's, that's really going to come back and, and play, uh, a role. I mean, I, I think they're going to plug it up as much as they can, but I think it's still going to hurt, uh, making that playoff push, I think. Yeah,
0: but well, we'll see what happens. Looking forward to next week. Let's see what, let's see what, we, well, see what we got. So, Saints versus Falcons. I don't, care about, I don't care what the fuck the Falcons did last week. I'm taking the Saints.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the Saints on that one. Uh, Saints need to keep pace to uh, try to get a number one seed in the uh, NFC. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. All
0: right. Uh, next one, Browns versus Titans. This is, gonna, this is a big one. Because if the Browns lose well, this, Pittsburgh clinches division. Yeah. So, I'm going Titans.
1: I'm gonna go the Browns. I really? like the way they're playing. Um, they're play Are they playing in Tennessee? Uh, they are. They are playing in Tennessee. Yeah, it doesn't I matter mean, weather-wise. I just think they're playing really good football right now. I think that um, with the one-two combo that they have uh, running, I think that opens up a lot. Uh, yeah, you still have Jarvis Landry. Um, you, you do, my you boy do have
0: Duke. two of the most uh, dominant rushes in the game. right? I got Nick Chubb versus Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then um, then you got my boy DPJ, little Donovan Peoples Jones action there from Michigan, uh, receiver for the uh, the uh, Browns as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, I still I, I like Cleveland in this one. It's I got like a twenty three twenty type game, twenty seventeen type game. I think it's going to come down to like within a field goal, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I got Cleveland on this one.
0: All right, uh, next game on the dock we have what do we what do we got? what do oh wait i'm looking at the wrong sheet (laughs) we got lions versus bears Oof! oh my (laughs) oh my oh my Uh, i'm going bears on this one
1: yeah i'm gonna probably go bears they're playing in soldier
0: uh yes yeah hold on, hold on hold on hold on yes they are playing in soldier field
1: typical cold december in chicago i gotta err on the side of caution with this one um I just don't think Stafford them have. I just think that Chicago plays decent at home. Um, they're they're playing for pride. They're both playing for pride in the NFC uh, division. So I, I'm probably I'm gonna go with Chicago.
0: All right. Uh, next one. Wait. Didn't we just didn't we just watch this game? Oh, no, we didn't. No, we did not. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of last year. Was, was the bomb for Burrow Bowl? Uh, it's a, it's a rematch. Got Bengals versus Dolphins. Would been would have been great if Joe Burrow was here for this. <laughs> yeah that would have been really fun yeah for sure uh i'm going i'm going Dolphins on this one go,
1: going with my wife's team i'm gonna go with the dolphins i think they're playing their schedule's super favorable here at the back stretch where the kind of it's tailor made for them to pretty much uh it's literally theirs for the taking it's there so uh yeah i'm gonna go with the dolphins i think that they've shown that they can uh play again they're playing playing what they need to play they're doing the browns type of uh you know, math, playing small ball, and and they're winning. So uh, yeah, go Miami. All
0: right, next up we got the Jags versus the Vikings. I'm going Vikings on this one.
1: Go the Vikings too. I don't think Jacksonville really has an answer for uh, Minnesota at all. Um, they're not. A, they're 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 going to pick number two. In the draft uh, this coming year, uh, they just don't look good at all on paper, offensively or defensively, which is sad because a couple years ago, they had one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think that uh, they'll have an easy time uh, winning
0: this one. All right. Uh, we got Colts versus Texans. I'm taking, I'm taking Colts in this fight.
1: I'm going to take the Colts, too. Uh, Texans just haven't played much of like competition. And when they do play competition, they get pretty much, you know, dismantled. So Colts need this to pretty much ice up that division. So I'm going to go with the Colts.
0: Not to mention Texas are still trying to recover from the smoldering wreckage that Phil O'Brien left them in. So. Yeah. Uh, well, Raiders may have lost last week, but they get a rebound this time. They got the Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, no-brainer. I'm going to go Vegas on this one. Uh what if, uh, like I said. What if this uh, is
0: the game that they win? This is the one that they win.
1: <laughs> what a bad back-to-back week! They will get blown out by the Falcons and then lose to, to the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah, uh, I don't see it happening. I think Derek Carr gets the team back back on track. I can't see uh, Gruden really like really enjoying that ass whooping they got against Atlanta. So I think the team will be prepared to uh, to pretty much destroy the Jets. So yeah, I have uh, Raiders should be in this one
0: big. We're about to see a about to see a about to see a murder on TV. Yeah, it should be pretty. It should be heavy, I think. Uh, Seahawks versus Giants. We're going Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. Seah- Seahawks is a no-brainer. Um, I just think the Seahawks need the game. I'm like, is, it, is, um, is this going to be your gamble?
1: No, it's not going to be my gamble. I, mine's mine's going to be predictable, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it.
0: All right. Uh, Rams versus Cardinals. This is in- this is interesting. Rams and Cardinals? Because Last week it would have gone Cardinals, no doubt. But here, I'm not so sure. I'm still going Cardinals, but it could go either way.
1: I'm going to go Rams just because Ooh. I don't think again, both teams coming off of a loss. So one of those teams have to rebound. I think the Rams are going to do it. I think this division is going to get a little sticky here. Um, especially if San Francisco starts starts you know creeping up, especially with injuries coming back. I think I read that Kittle, uh, Moster just came back. Kittle is supposed to be slated to come back and a possible Garoppolo for a push here at the end. Could be kind of interesting to see what happens with San Francisco, especially that division. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I, I like, I, I, I still like the way they played last week. They still looked okay, like decent enough. Um, Arizona just didn't look good last week, so I'm going to go with the Rams.
0: All right, we got Pats versus Chargers. I'm going Pats on this one.
1: Going Patriots. Again, like what I said, uh, that win against Arizona really is starting to carry this little bit of momentum going into uh, the December months now. Like now we start to see, you know, Billichek coach team. Uh, I think they're going to make a push here. This is where it starts. Um, I think the schedule favors, hopefully, you know, favors uh, New England. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I like the Patriots on this one. I think they're going to take it.
0: All right. Eagles versus the Packers with pissed off Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> it's not even a no brainer. I'm going to go with uh, Packers. Packers. Uh, just Philadelphia is not going to have a match for uh, Rogers. Um, I just, I, I don't think that they can stop the the passing game. They have a good, you know, solid run game as well. Uh, the Eagles just look kind of lost um, Packers needed for the division. So I'm going to go with the Packers on
0: that. And I don't know how this ended up being our Sunday night game, but here we are. We got Broncos versus chiefs. <laughs> um, perennial. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a
1: rivalry nonetheless, but I'm going to go Kansas city just to maintain, their number one seed in the AFC they are number two in the AFC, I should say. Um, I I just, I don't see them. Denver can't stop the the weapons that they have on offense. So it's going to be an easy win for, uh, for Kansas city. But I'm also going to make this prediction that I think that if, if Denver would play them tight, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver keeps it close. They lose by maybe 10, but, uh, yeah.
0: All right, uh and uh going to Monday our two Monday night games. First of which we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Washington football team. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going.
1: Yeah, I uh obviously going to Steelers. Uh I just I would love to see Washington win just because I I love Alex Smith and I just I would love the upset. But um I just don't know what's gonna happen. I, I don't know the team that we're gonna get. Washington doesn't look like a like a complete team. They're not, they are have they're a lot of holes. Good in their at this team. I think they have not been good
0: at this game in a very long time.
1: No, they haven't. So, I'm going to go Aaron side of caution on this one. I think the Pittsburgh I think Pittsburgh should win this one. I wouldn't be surprised again if this is a tight one. This may be your uh I would say I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was closer than than it looks, but uh, Granted, yeah, I think Pittsburgh yes. should take this one.
0: This does scream trap game. I know. I I remember. It, uh, and this next one's a trap game. I'm telling you. This next one, we're talking uh, Bills, uh-huh. Niners, Bill's Niners?
1: Yep, I'm going San Francisco.
0: You're going shot uh, game on this. I am.
1: I'm going with my team. Um, I, I slept on them last week, and I shouldn't have. Now I'll probably choose them to lose, but um, I, I'm going to show my team spirit here. Um, they showed me they still got fight. Uh, the Rams game shows a little bit more fight. So if we can even put that together to what we have here, get most or Debo Samuels, uh, have a decent game and maybe get Kittle back. I don't know if he's going to play this week or next week. Um, but still, I liked what I saw on offense defense. They, they're still making plays forcing turnovers. Uh, I don't know. Buffalo is a young team. I just don't think that they've played many tough teams yet. They haven't had that taste of, you know, competition. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Niners on this one. Uh, this one's gonna be uh, again. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo wins, but I gotta go with my team on this one.
0: All right, and last one, last game we're looking at this week, we have uh, we have Tuesday Night Football. It pretends. and we have the Cowboys versus the Ravens.
1: <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Gonna go with the Ravens. We're gonna have Lamar Jackson back. Uh, they need to make a push. I mean, they, they need to win out pretty much just to get a decent seed. I don't know if a, if a, uh, I don't even know if a three or four seed is even possible right now for them. With I think they have what six losses right now, or five losses, six losses, five, five. They run a table. They go eleven and five. They could be a three or four seed. I just I don't know. I think it's a little bit too little, too late there for that. I mean, they lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have lost. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens and win this one. They, they need it. They need it obviously way more than the Cowboys do in that division. So I'm going to go with the Ravens on that.
0: They've, they're coming off a three-game a three-game losing streak,
1: which doesn't usually happen a lot under uh, Harbaugh's brother. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to you know three-game losing streak doesn't happen very often in Baltimore. So uh, look for them to uh, rebound huge. I think in this one against Dallas.
0: Yeah, thing is like their their schedule is pretty forgiving after this because they have. <sighs> It's it's Dallas. The Browns are the, are, the tu- are the toughest game they have left of the, se- of the season. Uh, yeah, Dallas, Cle- Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, New York, Cincinnati to close it out. So
1: yeah, so I mean they're they're eleven and five. I mean I, I think out. I think they're going to beat. I, I think they're going to beat the Browns. They're still going to be behind. So the Browns don't really even need that game. Um, and then the Browns could potentially play spoiler there again at the end of the year for the uh, the Steelers perhaps we'll see what happens. It's going to cl- get
0: interesting. They do close Cincinnati. We'll see, but so, I mean, we'll see. yeah. So we have our those are our predictions for the week. Uh we now move on to our regular segment, but first of which is trailer talk. And I do you mean trailer singular cuz we only have one? Yes. Uh and that is the trailer for the Mar- the Mara- hold on. The Maritanian. the Maritanian. the Maritanian Uh the Meritanian is a upcoming Period, can you call really this period drama? Not really. But it's upcoming legal drama. And it centers around uh, Mohammed Du... Mohamed yeah. Du Old Salahi. So he was someone who, uh, after 9-11, was detained in Guantanamo Bay for, uh. no, for no reason. Like, it was I have a pipe up, he was yeah. there for no reason whatsoever. And this is basically the case, it's basically the story of the case of trying to get him out. Uh, So it stars uh, Tahir Rahim as, uh, stars him as the main character, whose name I'm going to pronounce again, uh, Muhammad Old Salahi. Uh, stars Jodie Foster and Shailene Woodley as his defense attorneys, and as a prosecuting attorney we have Benedict Cumberbatch doing another uh, doing another American accent, which this one's oddly comforting. It is. It's actually
1: like a really really good Texan southern southern Texan accent. Well, that,
0: that, uh, he's really good. Like, I think of like British like British people like they are re- like when they do American accents, their best one their best ones uh, are always going to be southern because the mouth patterns the mouth patterns and muscles used for British accents are very similar are most similar to Southern accents, which is why okay. which well, is why sense. they're very natural they're very like natural at it. Yeah, uh, and also it's so weird. You watch this trailer and then all of a sudden like Zachary Levi pops out of nowhere <laughs> and he never comes yeah, back. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> it was really weird. But uh yeah, Russell what did you think of the trailer for uh the Ma- the Maritanian?
1: I mean I liked it. I mean it's 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 one of those good, you know, um you know post nine uh, eleven 11 films. Um, that we get here and there. It looks good, you know got a good solid cast, you know woodley Foster, um, Cumberbatch. I mean, it sh- it looks good. Um, I don't know the whole entire story of it, and I'm kind of curious about it. So I do know that he was in prison f- for six years without even like any charges being formally drawn up against him. Oh um, no,
0: he he was he was in prison for way longer,
1: well, they said six years at the time of the thing that he at was the at the time
0: of the thing, but like, yeah. The thing is, like, this didn't get resolved. This The case of this guy didn't get resolved, like, it, it didn't get resolved very long ago. Oh, okay. Well,
1: I, I'm curious enough about it, though, just because I want to, I just want to see, I kind of want to see the resolution of it. You know what I mean? I want to see it unfold. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, me too. I think this looks like, a really solid drama. I can't wait to watch it. I, I definitely want to watch it, because, like, cool. a lot of actors I really, I really do enjoy in this thing. Mostly Connor Batch, Woodley, and Jerry Foster I like enough, but. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, directed by Kevin Macdonald, who's usually a pretty solid filmmaker, especially when it comes to, like narrative stuff. Usually documentaries, but when it comes to narrative, he's really solid. Like he directed *Lacking Scotland*, *State of Play*, uh, *Black Sea*, which is really good. So yeah, I think that *All Signs Point* as being a really, really good movie. Uh, set for a February uh, twenty. Sorry, February 19th, 2021 release. Be on the lookout for that uh, wherever it drops, which will maybe be theater, maybe not, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> next thing we're talking about is, uh, actually, that's it for trailer talk. Maybe now number one, two, straight on to Notorious News. And uh, we're always going to start off with our sad tidings. We lost a literal giant in the world of pop culture, the world of Star Wars. Uh, we have lost Mr. David Prowse, who you may not recognize the name off the top, but if you're a Star Wars fan like I am, you will know that he is the person who physically portrayed Darth Vader in the original trilogy. It was actually him in the suit before they dubbed over his voice with James Earl Jones. And the reason they got James Earl Jones is, well, just go go watch the end of the performance if you need a reason for why they needed James Earl Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I will say, I do understand what the decision to dub him with James Earl Jones, but uh, I do respect David Prowse because he's someone who he was there. For, he was there for all of it because he had to. He had the job of like physically acting everything. Yeah, and like he brings he brings like, he brought a great physicality to the role of Darth Vader. I think that's I think what he did for that role is incredible. Not to mention he was in a bunch of other stuff like he was in Clockwork Orange. He's really good in that movie. Uh, so many other worlds. He had such a long, long, illustrious career. Even though he's always going to be known as the guy, the body of Darth Vader, which is still, yeah. which is still like nothing to sneeze. At. I mean, you're the body of the greatest villain of all time. Like that's, yeah, a plus. Yeah, I mean, I
1: if if that's the one thing you're known for, man, that's a pretty decent thing. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, sad to to lose somebody like that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's so many original trilogy actors we've lost. If you think about it, like from like the main core, we have. We've lost Leia. We've lost R2D2. We lost Chewbacca. We've lost Darth Vader. Like we have like three yeah. major players left standing. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Age. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's shown you. It's Star Wars is getting older. We're getting older along with it. So yeah, it's it's kind of sad when you see those types of things start to progress like that.
0: Time, time really is the great equalizer.
1: It is, man. It doesn't? Uh, it's not a discriminatory. It, everybody gets it. So yeah, it's kind of oh, yeah.
0: sad. Uh rest, rest in peace, Mr. Press. Rest in peace. Uh another thing that happened that's actually like a very big story that I do want to talk about. Uh Elliot Page is in the news. Uh Elliot Page you who the is Elliot Page? Well Eli- Elliot Page is the now identity of the former Ellen Page. Uh she's someone who's been she's been a well known advocate for LGBT LGBT rights for a long time she's been a part of the lgbt community for a long time uh and she's announced recently that she has come out i am sorry i think she was pro- okay so the former she has come out and said that he is a he he is now Elliot page uh so yeah that is good. that that's what that's what he's professionally known as now and i mean good good for, good for him man good for him i like i like when people like this, are able, are comfortable enough to com- you know, to be in their own, to be who they want to be. Uh, I'm very curious how this affects their his role in Umbrella Academy because his role, his character in Umbrella Academy, I haven't seen the show, so may- so maybe they cha- maybe this is already planned for, but uh, his, his character in Umbrella Academy identifies a female, so yeah, I do wonder how like, are going to change, are going to change the thing. I think they should. I think I think it'd be really nice. Yeah, I
1: mean, I don't know how they're going to handle that, but uh, yeah, I mean. You know, whatever you're, you know, comfortable. You know, especially in, in, in the in the day and age we're in now, where you're getting a lot of scrutiny and stuff like that, and probably, you know, uh, I'm sure hatred, you know, tweets and stuff like that, and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you're comfortable in your own skin and you feel that's, you know, the way you you are, you are. I mean, it's, you know, it, it takes a strong person to to do that, especially nowadays where there's a lot of. Uh, Especially when the microscope's on you as a celebrity, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, so, and then I also read that he was going to be non-binary. I, I saw something about that. that I was so, reading.
0: So okay. So, from what I found, if I'm wrong, you could. T- if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But this is just what I'm going off of. On his Instagram, he said his pronouns were he, him, and they, them. So he's not. He's not non-binary. He's more like gender. Okay. He's gender fluid.
1: Okay. So- because what I read before was more of a non-binary, like kind of just a they. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think okay. I
0: think either I think either works until he says otherwise, until he or they say otherwise. Okay. So yeah, and we and we and we've done we've done really well <laughs> keeping the right pronouns in this in this entire talk. So uh, we we have <laughs> good, good 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 for you, Elliot. Keep keep on keeping on, man. Uh, although I do think it's ironic that although I do the irony of the, his most famous role being where he played the pregnant woman is not lost on me. <laughs> or hard candy. I mean, come on. Or hard candy. That too. <laughs> Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, he is excellent. Hard candy. For sure. Uh, next piece we gotta talk about. This is like this is one that like I actually before we do, before we get to like the realms, I want to talk about this uh, because something Disney did recently, which I've, I I to shout him out for because I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh, what they did was if you go to Disney Plus and put on Black Panther, they actually altered the logo. Oh, didn't they? So they did. So yeah, if you go and watch it now, uh, the opening logo where it's like the Marvel Studios, it's a, it's like, it's dedicated and re-edited to feature Chadwick Boseman. Huh. Cool. Yeah, so I, think, I, think, I think that's really cool. I think it shows just how big an impact. I think that I wish they could like retroactively, like do that for all the Blu-rays, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like anything that they sell now, like like anything that goes back into circulation now, will have the new intro. Yeah. But I just wish because I have I have Black Panther on Blu-ray. I wish, I wish yeah, like sure. it was like that on my Blu-ray. Yeah. Because it is like a, it is a really it is a really nice gesture, and it shows into the impact that not just Ch- the Chadwick and this movie had, there's so many people connected with Chad with, th- with the character, th- and they see, when they think Black Panther, they think, they think Chadwick, so in hearing his passing, it's, and we, all, we always said this is going to be bi- a big role to fill, and they recognize that, they recognize a the big role, part of this was him, and how good he was, so, yeah, uh, yeah. if you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out, it's a really, really well done tribute, uh, and, yeah, good, good, good job, Disney. Uh, next piece of news we are talking about is, let's see, what, 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 what do we have? Uh, oh, here's actually a really interesting one. So, Army Hammer has just signed on to a new Paramount Plus series about the making of The Godfather. Now, if you recall, <laughs> not too long ago, I think at the end of last month, no, I'm sorry, no, at the end of September, we talked about how there was going to be a making of The Godfather movie starring uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Now, when I saw Hammer was playing the producer of The Godfather, I'm like, oh, okay, so he's going to be in that movie? No, it turned out these are two entirely separate projects. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting the movie done by Barry Levinson, and we're getting this show for Paramount+. Plus. And between The Godfather... But got The Godfather Part 3 quota, we're getting a lot of godfather re in the next couple of years.
1: I'm good with it.
0: I'm good with it, but Russell, I do want to ask, what What are you more interested in? You're more interested in the series, The Making of the Godfather, or the movie, The Making of the Godfather?
1: Probably the movie, because I think it's a quicker watch. Um,
0: it's not as elongated, I, I
1: should say, as like a TV series or a, a show series in general, you know what I mean? Um, and with Levinson, obviously with Jake Gyllenhaal in the, in the the cast surrounding that I'm more curious about, you know what I mean? So I would probably lean more towards the movie than I would the TV, the uh, like whatever, the series or whatever. Right. I would probably do the movie.
0: And also who the hell has Paramount Plus? Uh, And that too. Um, (laughs) And, and, you
1: know, I, yeah, that's a huge reason why, but um, yeah, I just think the movie, I think the names attached to the movie really draw me more. Um, Don't get me wrong. If I have a shot to, end up picking it up on blu-ray when when it you know releases and puts on you know when it, when they put the series on blu-ray i'll buy it and watch it but um till then i'll like i said i'll probably just go with the movie
0: fair enough fair enough uh next piece we are talking about is there is a new oh, van helsing movie in the workstrom but this one comes at the at the hands of overlord director julius avery Who's been online for a lot of things. Like he, he was he was attached to a Flash Gordon reboot that didn't happen or that isn't happening yet. It could still happen. We don't know. Uh, and this, among among I'm sure, other things, but. Uh, yeah, Russell, are you from uh Van Helsing? Oh, apparently he has a movie coming out next year. Good for him. <laughs> uh, Russell, Van Helsing. I mean, the only experience we have with this character, as far as like a feature-length movie, just like him like being a bass hunting monsters. Uh, is a movie, is the Hugh Jack movie from 2004, which is quite bad.
1: It is quite bad. It's not good, yeah.
0: It is very not
1: good. Yes, very not good.
0: Uh, So, I mean, look, the bar is very low. Yeah. Do you think that Julius Avery is a good fit for this, for a movie like this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a dark undertaking, so so is Overlord. So it's kind of one of those movies where I could see him taking that. Um, I really enjoyed Overlord. The whole you know, concept of it, too, war slash like zombie-esque type film, which I really enjoyed. Um, underrated hit, too, of the year. Oh, yeah. um,
0: Overlord. Overlord kicks fucking ass. If you haven't yeah, have seen that movie, go check it out. It's, re- it's really def- good. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. Um, but
1: yeah, overall, uh, yeah, I definitely think he, he could actually handle that material. Um, Van Helsing's a darker character, so um, I would put more faith into him. Um, and it can't be any worse than the uh, 2004 you know, Hugh Jackman bomb. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did decent money-wise, but it just it was so awful. Yeah,
0: so, bad. so, so goddamn bad. Uh, yeah, really bad. Yeah. So, Julius, I, 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 I believe in you, buddy. I believe in you. Uh, next piece we're talking about is uh, Peter Dinklage is set to star in a reboot of the Toxic Avenger. Uh, Russell, did you ever see the original Toxic Avenger? I have not. Okay, so Toxic Avenger was a series of movies that came out during the 80s. It's about this guy who gets bullied, who gets bullied and one day these bullies throw him into like a vat of like toxic waste. Oh boy. Uh, and he comes out and he becomes like New Jersey's superhero. And he he picks a fight with absolutely everybody. Like, we're talking bullies, corrupt politicians. In one of the sequels, he fights the actual devil. It's re- it gets really weird. Uh, these things are... Uh, the Toxic Avenger was... movie didn't do particularly well when it came out, but it g- ma- gained a massive, massive cult following. Had, had three sequels, had a TV show, had a musical, had a video game. Like, so many things have come out, and uh, in case you hadn't figured out, Lloyd Kaufman was behind this, which makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Peter Dinklage is going to be starring in this reboot, so I will say, like, they've been trying to do a reboot of this for quite some time. Uh, Macon Macon Blair is going to be, wow, Macon Blair is going to be writing this. Uh, The guy who directed I Don't Feel a Home in This World Anymore, that Netflix movie, did you ever watch that? I am not. It's really good. And he's actually re- he's also known as an actor. He's a really really good actor. Uh, but yeah, uh, Peter at the star. Which I do think this is a, this kind of speaks to of talent. Of Peter Dinklage as an actor, because like I, I I love that he's getting placed in roles that don't necessarily need it to be a little person. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. he. I agree. I I agree. He's talents. a good actor. He's being recognized for his talent, not his size. I think that's fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he, anything that he's done, he's shown that he's a really good actor, despite size.
0: So I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good,
1: definitely a good pickup.
0: But to hear this, I mean, would, would you be interested in checking out the new Toxic Avenger movie? Would you? Does hearing about this make you interested to check out the original?
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to see what they're go, you know, what they're going to go off of. So yeah, I'd absolutely want to do that to compare. What I watch with Dinklage, obviously. So yeah, I would probably go back and check some of that stuff out.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen Toxic Avenger, please go. Please go watch at least the first. The first one's really fun. Uh, some, speaking of little people, uh, the Willow Disney Plus series has is gaining traction. It's getting cast members. Uh, we have some people from. Uh, we have Callie Spanny who is in uh, Packerum Uprising, Bad Times L Royale. She was in the new The Craft movie. Uh, the girl who played Enfys Nest from uh, Solo, which is ironic because it's another Ron Howard property. Uh, so, yeah, Willow is definitely ramping up. So, remind me, y- you haven't seen the original Willow, have you?
1: I have. It's been so long, though. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, so you have seen my bed I thought you had I
1: it. have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it, but it was, I mean,
0: like I said, this is,
1: I, I, I wouldn't remember any of it to save my life.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think that the appetite is still there for Willow? And are you excited for a... First of all, you're going to go revisit the original movie. I mean,
1: I I would just because of the fact... Kind of like the nostalgic factor that they had with Dark Crystal, which I still have not yet to see, but I still adored the movie when I was younger. Um, that type of nostalgia, you know what I mean? So obviously you're going to get the people my age, I think, more gravitating towards that just because they kind of grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I could see that. But on top of it, you can also see... A new generation viewing this for the first time and then wanting to go back to watch the movie. so I think it's, I think it can be done both sides. I, I, think, I think that's uh, beneficial. It's just kind of how they like, deal with the screen movies and other things like that they kind of put it back in the you know pop lexicon to try to get people to talk about it and go back and watch the other ones and then kind of start a new generation moving forward. So I think it's smart. I, I think a lot of people would, would do that, I would imagine, because Willow is a beloved property. Oh yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, it would make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to see what they do, what they do with Willow, because uh, I, 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 like you, I do, I, do like the original movie. I think, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's kind of really dark and pretty fun. So, definitely looking forward to see what they do with that. Uh, next piece you are talking about the Hawkeye series. Not only has it started filming, <laughs> but it actually started uh, accruing more cast members. So, like I said, Jeremy Renner, Hayley Steinfeld, who was rumored to be Kate Bishop, is now confirmed. She is going to be Kate Bishop in the show. She was seen filming with Renner. Uh, other people who were jo- who joined the cast, Vera Farmiga, who will be playing uh, Kate Bishop's mother. Florence Pugh will be in it, reprising her same role from Black Widow, so I guess we know she doesn't die. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Tony Dalton. Dude, the fuck, whatever the hell that is. Oh, he was, oh shit, he's not he's Better Call Self. That's that's why I recognize the name. Uh, uh, Fra Fee? Yes, that's the thing I just said. Uh, among others, but... <laughs> Zach McCl oh, fuck where's this guy from? Oh shit. You saw Doctor Sleep, right? Yeah. Remember that dude who was about to like drop like a folk album with the with the hat and the beard? Yeah, with the
1: with a top hat, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, 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 not the top, no, no no what's what's her face. No? Rebecca Ferguson had the top hat. He had like that big like big fedora. You know the guy with the long hair and the beard? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's
0: gonna he's gonna be in it. Okay. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, uh this is this is going, so uh, there was a little, there was a little speculation that this wasn't going to happen, but now I guess that's not true because it totally is. So yeah, Hawkeye, are you excited for the Hawkeye show?
1: Yeah, I mean it's always good to get a little bit more of a character that you know we've grown accustomed to and started to follow and, and like. So yeah, I mean especially with a good ta- you know talent around it too. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious about it.
0: I really like the I really like the casting of Vera Farmiga. I think she's a really good actress. I like her a lot. Uh, yeah, so very underrated. Very underrated. I'm excited to see what she what she does in this in this show. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Whenever it drops, it's speculated for a late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two. We'll see when that happens. And last piece of news. This is the big this is the big one. This is the big thing yeah. that everyone is talking about today. So W Brace yourself. <laughs> hold on to your butts. Uh <laughs> WB has just announced their new plans for releasing schedule for releasing movies next year. And their yeah. plans could destroy movie theaters forever. Not a, not it's not on them, but it's this is what could be what happened. Because they have announced that their entire slate of 2021 will debut both in theaters and on HBO Max the same day. Yeah. So here's what that entails. Here's movies that will be that will for the next twelve months will release on Max And in theaters on the same day. Uh, We got Matrix 4, Dune, in the Heights, Many States in Newark, The Sopranos prequel. The Suicide Squad is looking to debut on Disney on HBO Max. Uh, The Denzel Thriller, Little Things, the the biographical drama, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Taylor Sheridan's new movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Reminisce, this new Hugh Jack movie, the new James Wan film, Malignant, and the Will Smith sports drama, King Richard. All of these are currently set to debut on Plus and in theaters on the same day. Yeah. Uh, so, huh. I mean, Russell, this is this is a huge, huge blow to theaters.
1: It is, but are they charging more for the movies or are they just going to keep it no, flat like what you a month?
0: They're flat. Huh.
1: Do they up their standard on their on their uh, monthly then because of it?
0: Probably. They haven't said. I mean, they have not explicitly said, uh, but probably. I
1: would have, I would assume
0: they would up their
1: their uh, monthly fee. I mean, yeah, it's a blow, but I mean, I don't think that this spells doom and gloom for theaters. I mean, it obviously is a it, it obviously hurts, but I think there's enough people, uh, you, me, you know, myself included, and other people that we know, obviously. Um, that are a big fan of the theater going experience. I think, you know, these movies, you want to submerge yourself in that world. You know what I mean? Especially like a dune or a matrix or, you know, even a space jam, you want to submerge yourself in that atmosphere. you know what I mean? And I don't think you could do that behind the screen at home. Um, You know, I think the theater is the place to do it. You're, you're in a dark room, uh, you know, with surround sound, big screen. It's nothing beats that. I, I don't, I don't know you can't replicate that. Um, and it just depends on what happens with the coronavirus vaccine. I think that's going to play hand in hand too. If we get a, you know, vaccination hopefully that, you know, at the beginning of the year here or, or soon thereafter, um, with the high success rates with low uh, you know, side effects, it could change. I don't know. But it's definitely a blow for the theater. I don't think this spells complete goodbye. Um it definitely hurts, but I think that if we can get these things back on track, with COVID and everything else, I think we have a shot to keep keep the uh the life of theaters going, you know?
0: Now I do wanna look at some movies that are coming out that that are slated for to receive this kind of treatment. I do wanna okay. know if okay, say COVID say COVID's still going with theaters still open, you can go see Okay. It. Are you risking your life are you gonna risk your life to watch this in theaters? But
1: here's my thing. Even if okay, I get it where you're saying you're risking your life, you know, in in theaters and stuff like that, but if not a lot of people are in that theater, are you really risking it? Like if you literally are one of like maybe three or four people in the theater, are you risking your life? I see more people I, on a I daily use, basis at the airport. So, you know, that's true. So I'm
0: so I, more likely, it ain't no thing to you.
1: I mean, that's just me. Okay. I and I get it. I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying to talk shit onto people that, you know, have their, you know, beliefs. I have my beliefs too, and I completely see on the other spectrum of it too. So I'm not sitting there, you know, trying to say who's right or who's wrong. But what I'm saying is, I see more than that on a daily basis at, at work. So to me, it's like, I mean, is it worth the see, sitting in a movie theater with like 10, 15 other people that were spaced out? I mean, it doesn't bother me. I mean,
0: I've, you know I've, what I mean? I've, I've, I've risked a lot for movies, so why not?
1: But, but to me, if, if it becomes to a point where I think it's going to be here in the next couple months where it's going to get really bad and start to spike, then, yeah, it might be one of those things where, like, shit, you know, it just depends on, again, it just depends on, on, the, um, on the success of everything, on the, on, the, on the vaccination, on, like, whether or not, you know, these numbers go down drastically after the vaccination. Are we going to get that surge coming up here in December, January of all the, you know, all the spikes that we were supposed to be getting here in the, the wintertime with the flu seasons and stuff like that? So I don't know. It just depends. But to me... Would I go to the movies to see it? Yeah, I mean, the well, theaters. hold on, hold on. The I, I didn't, I didn't huh? say
0: the movie. I'm going to go to the movie. We're going to tell you. We're going to say you, you're going to go to theaters to watch it, or you're going to watch it on max. <laughs> All right. All right, ready? Mortal Kombat.
1: All right.
0: I'll stay at home and watch it. Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, I haven't seen a trailer. I mean, we haven't seen anything about it
0: yet. All right, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, guess, I guess out of pure ignorance, <laughs> we can't stay... <laughs>
1: I mean, you give me a trailer, I want to know what the hell I'm seeing. I mean,
0: I like Mortal Kombat, don't get me wrong, but it's like, eh. Okay. Uh, Next one, The Little Thing. This is the Denzel Washington. This is the movie with Denzel Washington. Okay. Directed by John Lee Hancock.
1: I mean, that could be hold a... Hold on, hold, hold I mean, on. Hold on. Be, I'm, not uh. I'm, not I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, okay.
0: Co- it's uh, co-starring Ryan Malik and Jared Leto. <laughs> Well, now i got to stay home. Well now, yeah, well, now this is Max. Well, now... What's <laughs> Max is Max now? God damn it. Uh, no,
1: honestly, without even letting him... I I probably... That's something I can watch at home. Tom and Jerry. That's definitely at home.
0: And that's that's at home.
1: Us watching it together um, for commentary.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, the Many Saints in Newark, which is the Sopranos prequel movie. I'd probably want to see that in the theater. I would, too. Cause, I mean, I would because I love I Sopranos. Yeah, so I'm, I...
1: You mean uh, Goodfellas
0: two we'll, point We'll get we'll get there. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I'm hyping it. <laughs> Rep, Rep, Reminisce, which is the uh, which is the Hugh Jackman starring sci-fi film.
1: I probably want to see that in the uh,
0: theater. Really? Okay, hold on. So you're <laughs> so Mortal Kombat. You know something about? Uh, to uh, see a trailer, but reminisce. Hugh Jackman. I, uh,
1: okay, would you? Would it be happy? I'll go to the theater to see Moral Combat. All right.
0: Okay, there you Jeez.
1: go. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Depends, man. Uh, I I ain't trying to get the COVID.
0: Godzilla Godzilla <laughs>
1: versus <laughs>
0: Godzilla versus Kong. I'm sitting in the theater. Absolutely.
1: There's no yeah
0: conjuring the devil. The devil made me do it.
1: I'd I'd want to see that in the theater as well. I'd probably be the same thing. Uh, in the heights, probably
0: in a the theater. Uh, Space Jam, a new legacy. For me, this is definitely theater.
1: Theater. I mean, like, like I said, those are the those are where they build that atmosphere and environment there to put you in. I, yeah, I would, I would say theater.
0: Uh, next one, I also think for me is the a theater no brainer. The, the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. If, theater for look, sure. If I saw the last one on, at midnight on opening day, you bet your ass I'm going to go pay it to see this in the theater. For sure, I mean, and that's like Wonder Woman
1: I'm going to try to go, I'm going to go see that in the theater even though it's going to be streaming
0: Uh, Also, no brainer theater for me, Dune Oh yeah, absolutely I do do not care if I have to wear a mask (laughs) the whole time, I'm going to see Dune on the big screen
1: He do not care Dune not care (laughs) I do
0: not care (laughs) Uh, The Boz Boz Lerman Elvis biopic, this is is at home for me Yeah, it'll be at home Because Boz Lerman yeah. Uh King, yeah,
1: I mean
0: yeah. King Richard, the sports drama starring Will Smith. Uh,
1: uh I can I could
0: watch it at home. Yeah, that one I don't feel like I need to see in a theater. I would I would gladly do it if I got the option, but I think I I would be fine seeing this one at home. And uh last one with a, with a set release date, Matrix four.
1: Oh, that's a theater, it's not even a question.
0: Uh, now for ones that didn't, that don't have a release date. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. We actually talk about talk about this trailer. This one with Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, oh, I probably, I'd go probably see the at
0: home. I'd go see I go and mean,
1: I would go see. I'd go see in the theater, but I mean, I I would say eh, either or on that one.
0: Uh, Malignant. This is James Wan's next movie. Granted, we we know fuck all about this film, so we don't know what this is. Okay. Um, let's just go to the theater, because it's one. <laughs> Why not? He's there at this point. And uh, last yeah, yeah. one is Those Who Wish Me Dead. This is Taylor Sheridan's new movie. I like Sheridan. I'd probably go see the theater. And I mean, you i mean, you would have gone to see it based on who's just, just who's in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got your boy, our boy, TP. Oh, I'm done. Done deal. TP. Done deal. Come on. All right. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a very interesting 2021 for movies so we'll see we'll see how theaters pan out we'll see how coronavirus develops it's gonna be it's gonna be It's gonna be fascinating
1: I really thought that the episode in March we'd, we only talk about the coronavirus here for a couple episodes and be done
0: oh yeah no no we we were so
1: naive then so naive <sighs> boy we can listen back on these episodes and be like ha 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 I remember those days
0: <laughs> oh boy uh. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of our Notorious News segment, which means we now move on to the movie of the week. That is Goodfellas. So, yeah, Goodfellas came out in 1990. This was the overwhelming favorite for us to review this week. And, uh, Russell, you actually gave me a big shock when we were doing this, that we were sorting <laughs> this out. You had, up until now, you had not seen this movie.
1: This is correct. I had never seen it. Um Again, it was one of the movies, and, and like we'll talk about it. Like it comes up here and there when we review these films. Um, we all have movies that we just haven't gotten to. There's so many movies out there. Um, obviously, no like the you know the you know uh, uh, Am I a Clown? You know, blah blah blah. You know, you 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 think of the scenes and you think of the the quotes and stuff like that. I just I've never seen it though. Um, so it was really really you know great to um, to you know actually see this film 30 years. You know, obviously, past its release date, but uh, and also wonder how the hell did this not win best picture?
0: Yeah, we'll definitely, get, we'll definitely get into it because this is a yeah. whole lot. But yeah, I mean, best way to get into this is uh, well, yeah, it came out in 1990, directed by Martin Scorsese. This is our first Scorsese film we're ever looking at,
1: and that's what I was saying about. It. I was like, I wonder, and then I was like, yeah, I don't think we we've touched any Scorsese films. so this is a good one to to jump into for sure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so d- how does this hold up? Mainly, how does this hold up 30 years later? That's the big question we're going to be talking about right now. Uh, and, yeah, we will – let's let's find out. We start with Goodfellas. So the movie starts off. We instantly meet our – we see our three leads. And we get this, like, really great intro where they're just driving in a car. You think they hit something. And, like, you, yeah. don't, you don't see it coming as a kid because, like, you think they hit something. They walk – They <laughs> they pull over, like, so there's someone in their trunk. Yeah. And they're like, fucker still alive. And they're just like, Joe Pesci just stabs him and then De Niro shoots him and it's like, you get that classic line, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And yep. That, and, and like, and so right, right from there, this movie knows how to hook you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, some, they, they spend a very, very big amount of time on the backs so of our main character, Henry Hill. Something I think the movie does really well is he, Scorsese really does a good job of illustrating how exactly mob culture works to the point where I think anybody can watch this movie and understand it.
1: It's so fluid, though, is the thing. Like when you're watching it, just unfold everything. It's so beautifully unfolded before your eyes. You know what I mean?
0: Awesome. Um,
1: obviously, we'll talk more about this, but I think this is one of the well crafted films, like post Godfather. You know what I mean? I think I, I haven't seen a film. Quite like you know the Godfather, and I think if there was a, a film like r- more recently, I think this would be it.
0: Yeah. How how good it does that because we find yeah we see like like in a very very smart direction. The, he basically puts us in the shoes of young Henry Hill, and when he's yeah. getting he, when he's getting ingratiated to the mob life, you're getting ingratiated to the mob life. So we find out that there's a big gangster in town, Paulie, played funny enough funny enough by Paul Servino. That's a very funny joke about everybody involved in the mob is either named Peter or Paul. Or Peter or Paul. <laughs> uh, so he goes starts to work for one of his underlings, Tutti. or Tutti. I'm not I'm not sure what, if it's uh, how what the pronunciation on it is. So he goes to work he goes to work for Tutti, and he's ingratiated into this like this whole like mob culture. We see how it works with you know like buying and selling. We see like how they, they illustrate how the mob is seen to the pub to the public like I love I, I, there's a line they have where just like yeah we're not criminals we offer protection to people who can't who can't go to the police yeah and I think that's it really makes you understand why mobs are seen in such high regard in communities like this
1: but it makes you envious of the lifestyle like when you're watching oh. it you totally are like um you're just immersed into it you're just amazed by these guys are like rock stars. They're oh, living mob, they're they're literally like rock human rock stars.
0: Mob life and, looks baby yeah. mob life looks sexy. Oh my god, looks
1: again and that's again Scorsese. I mean, he knows how to really hook you in with it, but it's like you, you you will be lying to yourself if you are watching this film and you're not like, God, that'd be so
0: great to do that. Oh God, yeah. Because like, yeah. Like especially when like when he starts spending a lot of time with spending a lot of time, you know, working and he starts going to school, his dad beats yeah. the fuck out of him. So what do they do? They go and kidnap the post the postman, the mailman. Which is hilarious. And they yeah. threaten him and they're like, Hey, any letters come from his kid's school, you bring it here. You do not take it to his house,
1: <laughs> which is great because obviously. And but that's the thing, you know. Henry saw his out. He saw his opportunity. You know, he knew school wasn't going to get him to where he needed to be. You know, financially or just even you know that that uh, that uh, notoriety that he wanted. So uh, he had pretty and, and he started young. So he he made a really big name for himself. So I, I could see why he wouldn't want to go to school and just kind of gravitate towards making more money than people that actually work more money than his dad. Oh
2: yeah.
0: No, we also we also, uh, we also also get to meet at a very young age to one of our main characters, Jimmy Conway, Jimmy the Gent, played by Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, who, who Robert De Niro is. It's funny, when I first saw the poster for this film, I thought he was the main character because he's front and center of the poster. Turns out he's not. Yeah, a-
1: yeah so did I. I, But yeah, I totally forgot this was going to be like Ray Liotta's show.
0: Yeah, but I do think it's funny and we're just like, met Jimmy Conway. Could have been more than 28 or 29 at the time. Or 47, like Robert yeah. De Niro actually was at the time, but whatever. I, I, I think that's a funny bit, but... Robert De Niro and Scorsese, I think we better talk about them right now. They were unlike any, almost any director-actor combo.
1: No, I mean, they really paved the way for the what you would see now, obviously, with, you know, Marty and Leo, and uh, even Spielberg and and uh, Hanks. I mean, you know what I mean? You, see, you think of these... You know these these combinations, and yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't not put De Niro and
0: Scorsese. Yeah, if you're thinking of the you know, like best yeah. of all time, I mean, you, you you look to like you know Hitchcock and Stewart. You can look to yeah. Tarantino and uh, you, can, you can look to Tarantino and Jackson. You look to Kurt Russell and John Carpenter, but you're always gonna come back to Scorsese De Niro, De Niro because they the way the two of them elevate each other because it it yeah. really it really is like they bring out the best in each other. They do. Yeah, because like you're always like his best performances are always some most of his best. Like if you make a top ten in your performances, you're gonna have like maybe three, four, maybe five in Scorsese films.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because you will definitely have Raging Bull on there. Oh, Raging Bull for sure. Uh, right? Taxi. You will have Taxi Driver.
0: You'll have up there. You'll have uh, you have this. King I would of imagine a comedy. You can put up I, there. In
1: Cape Fear. I thought he was Cape really Fear, good in Cape he's Fear. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, and that's that's half right there. That's half out of the 10 right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, just no no director got Robert De Niro rights as Scorsese did.
1: Casino? I mean, Casino. you can again, you just go on and on with the with the roles though.
0: Yeah, and he and yeah, here's no different. He he plays a supporting role which he very which again, he very rarely did in Scorsese films. Yeah. But he's he's so great because you know, he's he's suave, he's cool, he's likable in a, in a sense. Until you yeah. see something like incredibly vicious, but yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. He's like he—you can really see him as the anchor of this film.
1: Yeah, because he he acts because he does. He has to anchor down Tommy. Tommy's wild behavior. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to Tommy later. But yeah, we see uh, we see uh, Hill gets arrested for the first time and charged. We get we get uh, his two most important pieces The two most the uh, two most important pieces of advice jimmy will ever give him which is uh never rat never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut Mm -hmm. uh really great there's a foreshadowing here we then i like i like the scene
1: when he walks out of the courthouse oh yeah uh, the whole entire like mob like family is there giving him a hug and like pretty much initiating him welcome aboard because you you know you finally got finally got arrested and stuff you're like one of the big boys now you know
0: oh yeah you finally got your stripes we then cut to the future 1970. Where we meet our main character, uh, our, our, the girl version of our main character, uh, Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta. Uh, funny thing about this movie is the fact that despite the fact that this is more or less, not more or less, this is definitely Henry Hill's story. Yeah. I find Ray Liotta gets really overshadowed in this movie. <laughs> At least we'll talk <laughs> about it. Can never hear people talk about Ray Liotta?
1: No, because of the acting performance you have by Pesci and De Niro.
0: Yeah, but Ray, Ray Liotta is fantastic in this film,
1: and I even rival one. I I even think, um, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, played Doctor Melfi in Sopranos. as oh, his, B- his wife. Ray
0: Bracco. Yeah,
1: I thought she was fantastic in this film She's too, and gives a, a really great performance.
0: Again, it's kind of weird to see, like you know, it's it's their movie, and they get they're getting the short yeah. shift. They're getting they're the shaft. Like, well, like, not not the shaft, but like people talk about it. No, like, no one really brings it up enough, and I think they should. Yeah. I mean Ray Liotta, if you look at him like most of his dialogue is in voiceovers. Like a lot of it is just, you know like fit, like acting with his face and with his like with yeah. his body like looking at him reacting to things around him. But he he's fantastic. Ray Liotta is a great actor. Oh, no, and he's and he's
1: re- really good at this. I think this is really I think this is his probably his best
0: work. Oh, not not only is this maybe his best work. This is probably one of the best portrayals of a real-life criminal. I've ever seen in a, I've ever seen on on screen.
1: Oh, I think so too because it's 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 human. It's it's not just so far fetched. I mean, it's it's tangible. Like you could like you could see where this makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's human. He is he is tangible. Like he doesn't yeah. feel. He feels very real. Like the use of voiceover for him, I think, is a brilliant is brilliant because you're always. Yeah. You're never. You always know what's going on inside his head, and it allows you to connect to the story more, especially with one like this, where, I mean, not. A, there's not really a whole lot plot-wise that happens. You're just, like, watching things unfold. Like, there's not really, you know, it's not really, like, a plot. You're just watching this guy's life. But, yeah, yeah I think that he really does a great job of helping you connect to Henry Hill. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and I also, I also love his use of tracking shots in me. I actually love this one where you're going into that, bo- that like, that uh, tiki bar, and he's introducing you to all the members of the mob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a and great... And then you say
1: thing. hi to the camera, like... Say hi,
0: hey, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. One of them, by the way, uh I forgot which one. Give me a second, I can I can look this up. It was uh Frankie the Wop. Uh played by Tony Vallelonga, of all people. Tony okay. t- Tony Lip. Uh the guy who Green Book is about.
1: Oh, no shit. Yeah, cool. that's
0: him. Yeah, so you really yeah, you really get he, they really do a great job. Like th- the first like twenty minutes is just basically ingratiating you into into the mob culture. Yeah. Once you understand it, you're good to go. Uh, we see that there is. We see like a little foreshadow of how it's going to take that going to take place. Like much, much later. I'm surprised how much later this heist actually takes place. Uh, but done by the guy who I swear this is the dude who like the most annoying sound in the world, guy from Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. You're talking about um. Uh, the guy, yeah, ends up uh, passing out or get killed over from the pills that he takes
0: at the diner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Them. yeah, I thought, I thought so. Again, haven't finished that movie, but I saw that scene. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. We then get to a scene where they're just like them hanging out, and the dialogue here is so good. It, this is the how like funny how scene. And yeah. I don't. I, I was. I didn't watch the nineteen ninety one Oscar telecast, but I imagine when they played Joe Pesci's Oscar. Uh, That's probably what they played. Oscar clip. This is probably the clip they played. Yeah. Because it totally encapsulates everything with characters. Joe Pesci in this movie, like as much as we'll praise, as much as we'll praise uh, Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, steal this entire movie. For me. I at think least. of
1: the think of the nineties he had with Home Alone, My Cousin Vinny. This. Wasn't My Cousin Vinny ninety one.
0: Yeah, I mean, but look oh, at all the oh, movies the, that he the, had within the, the same like couple the decade. years. Yes, no, I yeah. agree. Yes, huge, huge. But it's so yeah. weird to have this and Home Alone in the same year.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like, oh my god, like that's crazy.
0: That's, a, that's yeah. like yeah, crazy. That's like a massive, massive leap. But oh, for sure, Joe Pesci in this film is incredible. Oh, he is. You can see why he won an Oscar for this. Absolutely, and I think what works about him is he play he plays Tommy DeVito. Uh, what works about his character is the fact that. He's very, he, he has a Napoleon to a point, and yeah. in, in that, he's very prone to snapping on you. Yeah. And it's, it, it's exemplified here. And it doesn't matter how well he knows you, how cool he seems with you, he can snap on you on a dime. So like right here, yeah. it's, it's, demonstra- it's demonstrated perfectly in this scene because he's talking, to yeah. him, telling a story to Henry, and it's like, oh you're, like, you're, a, it's, this is like like like, hey, you're a funny guy. Just like, what do you mean I'm funny? funny how I am using it. Keep in mind, we've already seen what he's capable of earlier in this film. Yeah. So you're like,
1: see. oh my god, he's getting pissed, but that just, that shows you the, you know, how Pesci can take it from zero to ten, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like, um... You don't know, yeah. if, like, you don't know, if, like, he's, is he gonna snap? Is is he not? Like, you don't know. Yeah. But just the way he released Tangerine, it's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, ah, I almost had you! I almost had you!
1: <laughs> and, like, if, if you're thinking, like, you're really out, like, he's probably shitting himself, like, if you know, like, oh my god, is this guy gonna like flip on me?
0: Yeah, uh, which is, which, which, which is the case that happens, was the case that happens like later when like a guy comes to give him a tab to give him his tab, and then he flips on him, like smashes a bottle over his smashes, like a glass over his face. Well,
1: because he, I mean, and kind of how he handled it, because obviously, kind of like embarrassed him in front of everybody else, you know what I oh, yeah. mean? because like he owed like what four or five grand or something seven. like that, I think seven grand, seven grand, yeah, he he owed quite a big like. You might want to pay those tabs up to keep yeah, them current. Like, dude, yeah, don't, don't
0: you have money? Like, like, why, why are you so behind your tab?
1: And that's what I was wondering with some of these things. It's like you, you, you have like you could sneeze that money
0: out. Like, does it really matter? Yeah. Pay him
1: and be done with it.
0: Yeah, i mean like, fuck. He just like snaps on the guy. I, also, yeah. I don't know. why. I always love Ray Liotta's like laugh expression in this.
1: Oh, he's like, but he is laughing so hard in, it's, in this scene,
0: though. it's 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's so fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. And the, the chemistry between all the, between all the actors, like just every single actor in this movie, like there's not a bad bit of chemistry in this entire thing.
1: No, it feels like one big family. I it mean, does. you feel you feel the tight knit, the tight knitness. I would say of the whole entire cast.
0: Yeah, you feel like there's nothing. You feel like it feels like a, like an actual mob family. You feel like there's nothing, unless someone like really fucks up. There's nothing. Nobody in this family wouldn't do for anyone else.
1: No, and it feels natural, and I think that's the, you know, the beauty of Scorsese's eye behind the uh, camera.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like, like case in point, like we get uh, Tommy who's set in, trying to set up a double date for him and Henry, yeah. uh, who at first could not care less about it.
1: No, it was so uninterested, it was literally only being there so he could get his buddy Tommy laid.
0: Yeah, uh, but then uh, the girl didn't seem to have a good time, but then she got really pissed when he, when he stands her up.
1: Which I love again,
0: Lauren Bracco from Sopranos. Sopranos. You're going to
1: see tons, and we're going to oh. probably say, I'll probably say this in a bunch. It is Sopranos 2.0. Well,
0: te- well, technically Supra- Sopranos Alpha. This game first.
1: Oh well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. So yes. you know, Sopranos like later on would be like Sopranos would be Sopranos 2.0 of of good. Or should I say Goodfellas 2.0? 2.0. 2.0. Um, just everybody you see from him to Michael Imperioli Michael to. Uh, who do you see? Uh, Paulie Walnuts? You see in here?
0: Paulie Walnuts. You see a bunch of. Oh them. yeah. T- oh yeah. Uh, Tony. Fuck what's his last name? Tony, Tony Cicero is in the movie in the beginning. Of, of the he movie is. Of he's
1: he's in a white beater. I think he is. Or he yeah. comes in a white. thing. But I know Imperial is the one that uh, Pesci shoots in the foot.
0: Yeah. So, that's yeah. Chris. That yeah. That's that's
1: Imperial. Yeah. Uh, obviously
0: you have. uh Frank, or, uh, Frank Vincent is in, isn't is it?
1: Frank Vincent. Yeah. And well, who's Frank Frank Vincent's the heavy side guy, right?
0: Yeah, no, he's a uh, he's he's Billy Bats.
1: He's Billy Bats. He's not Pussy in uh, Sopranos, is he? Uh, is what was he? Is he? I don't. I think so. he might have been. Was he? Let me check. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched Sopranos, but I knew the faces.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, 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 I'm double checking. I'm double checking on that. I don't think. I don't think he is. Oh, I just remember. I thought... I, thought, I thought. I can't find. I can't
1: find his character's name. I thought for sure. I I could be wrong, but I, I obviously knew.
0: Like I said, there's a lot of actors that you'll see.
1: Holy shit, Soprano, 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 Soprano! It's kind of funny to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I w- I'd say take a shot for every Sopranos actor, but you'd be dead with him. The- <laughs> <you'd be dead laughs> it's funny how, him, how it's all him. at once. Sometimes you see him, you know what I mean? You're like, holy shit! Uh, oh, here we go. He was he was Phil. He was Phil in the Sopranos. He was Phil.
1: Okay, he was a pussy. All right, never mind.
0: Yeah, that yeah. I, I knew it started with a P. I'm just like I just don't think I don't think he was a pussy. I don't. That yeah. was somebody else. Yeah, wasn't okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and is it me or does Lorraine Bracco's remind you remind you of Claire Foy? A little bit. Yeah. She, I kind of saw. It, I'm like, wow. Like, it, like if like if they remade Soprano, they remade this movie today. First of all, don't. But if they did, I I think this this role would totally be played by Claire Foy. But
1: how about Lorraine Brock and How gorgeous she was back then, though. No, oh, I'm not taking great. anything away from her. But man, she looked gorgeous there. Uh, probably what seven, eight years before Sopranos would come out, 97-ish?
0: Yeah, yeah, seven years. Yeah. And about... Cause she, so, yeah. Because her tenure started in 99, so nine years before she was on Sopranos.
1: Yeah, crazy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and she... Yeah, people in the dog like, because she, she was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this movie, and she, like, she yeah. earned it. Jeez. Oh,
1: she's fantastic in this film, like I said earlier. I, I think she was a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, female in this film, for sure. Definitely one of the big... I mean, when you think of the actresses that really carry this film, I think she's definitely the top.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we got another great tracking shot when they go to their second day in the Copacabana. We and yeah, again, again, illustrating how p- just privileged you are when you're a high up in the mob life.
1: Just all of a sudden, you get the table to appear, and you get the table like you know, flung out, and everything all set up. Little lamp set up for you right in the front.
0: Oh, yeah, no, they, they, you get anything and everything you could possibly want.
1: Yep, big-ass line, they go downstairs, and they go, you know, their little like little maze, and boom, there they are. Yeah,
0: again, excellent tracking shot.
1: And I, mu- I want to add that
0: I do, I think the soundtrack's fantastic, too. Oh, the, the soundtrack for this movie is excellent.
1: Oh, I just, I want to give that a little props, because I, I love the oldies, and I just love this, this soundtrack, you know, from, like, Leader of the Pack, and you have some Sinatra songs in there, and I think... <laughs> You have, I think it starts out with a uh, Tony Bennett song. You have a lot of that um, Italian music in the film, though, really, really drives this film as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah, we also see this, we also see, like, the growing relationship between uh, between Henry and Karen.
1: Yeah, which is the bulk of what you see kind of in this little, like, I'd say about, like, maybe, like, half hour of this pretty much just shows the... Uh, the, uh, gr- the evolution of their relationship, I guess I should say. Yeah,
0: and it's never... St- like, like in, 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 She never explicitly finds out what it is he does until this scene. What happens is... Uh, what happens is uh, Karen... She gets, like... She gets passed at by this one guy who was in yeah. the streets. Yeah, she was in a phone booth, I think. and Or yeah. she was
1: at the phone booth. is where they met, or whatever, yeah. And, and she... Get grazed by this guy or whatever that she knew.
0: Yeah, and then like Henry Hill just goes to his house and just beats the fuck out of him.
1: Well, he pistol whips him good in the mouth. Oh, you, you, a, <laughs> a, a couple times actually. I love when she he hands the gun to uh, yes. to her. No, that's, you yeah, that you can see,
0: yeah, you can see the blood on it.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Definitely, yeah, it's badass. It's like you know, you know, if that was my wife, I would do the same shit.
0: But yeah, it's, but not even his wife; it's his girlfriend. And even just well, the, but like,
1: I'm saying in general,
0: you you right, can see where he's right. in a right to do this, you know. But like, but like, yeah, and I I love that yeah. her reaction to it was just like, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask. I know he's like, I know this life, I know this life is dangerous, but she's like, it, it's like, it turned me on. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, like, it really, like, it really kind of just like drove, drove her it, it, in a weird way, kind of strengthened their relationship. Well, yeah, because he, I mean, it showed that he would. Protect her, pretty
1: much. You know what I mean. And I think that, in itself, women want to have that sense of protection. And I mean, obviously, he was—you know—Henry could give that to her.
0: Yeah, uh, we also see the mob wedding, which may, may it makes me want a mob wedding because you have like everybody giving <laughs> like envelopes full of money.
1: <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Lord, with all the envelopes. And I like how. Uh, Karen's character was like, "Oh yeah, um, do we have to like pretty much like by keeping your eye on the on the on the envelope oh, yeah, sack like, or whatever? Like
0: like like where is like, the bag of money?" He's like, "Oh, don't, you, you don't got to get stolen. Not here. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen here.
1: Yeah, it's like what? That would be the first thing that I think anybody would take if they were gonna if they were gonna loot a uh, Italian wedding.
0: Oh yeah, the the, the bag for the bag full of envelopes of money.
1: Jeez, I mean they all had those. You could tell they were like fake hundred dollar bills on the front of them, but it was funny how they like I don't know."
0: Crazy! They're all packing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because like a little something to get you started up.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we also we see that at Karen's really taking to mob lifestyle. She's hanging out with all the wives, who are basically all the same person.
1: They're all the cookie cutter, the same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like very Jewish, very big hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yes. Very like I want to go and get. My hair done and my nails done and just do catty gossip shit. So yeah, it's pretty much like they're all the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, we see, yeah, and we see that you know a lot of that's going really up and that they're having kids. Whenever the feds come to their house, they treat them with respect. It's like yeah, you you know, you good out, you're, you're cool. And you you want a, you want a drink where like other people will tell them to go to hell and spit on the floor. <laughs>
1: Well, because they know they know that they've they've tied up all their loose
0: ends, so yeah. even
1: if they do go there, and you know what I mean, they're not
0: going to find anything. I think
1: that in itself is kind of smart. Exactly. Uh,
0: and then you know we go we go to a party, and that's where we meet the character Billy Bats played by uh, played what the, played by Frank Vincent. Yeah. Again, uh, going back and forth with uh, you can tell like it's a not it's a not very spoken thing that they don't like each other. Like him and, a, uh, him and Tommy yeah, Kennedy. you can tell when they go to the bar, yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, if I wanted to, if I wanted to bust your ball I'll tell you to go get your shine box. And then later he tells him go get your shine box,
1: <laughs> oh, dude. I was like, oh my god. But I, I see where he's at in this one because you have to you have to understand that he saw Tommy grow up in front of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now Tommy thinks he's better than everybody, so it's like kind of like that, like you're kind of disrespecting the people that kind of got you to where you want, you know what I mean? Not got you to where you want to go, but like the people that you knew, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like yeah. thinking your shit doesn't stink. I see where he can feel disrespected like that. You and, know what I mean?
0: That's the thing with Tommy. Like Tommy, he's, a, he's impulsive. Like that's, that's a, yeah. that's a big problem with him. And that's ultimately what kind of screws him in the end. We'll get, which we'll get to, but I mean, yeah, because of what he says, like Tommy comes back and he beats the ever living shit. Out of Billy Bats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we and you find you figure out that this is the guy who was in the trunk at the very beginning. Yeah,
1: almost kind of like a uh, Pulp Fiction, almost tying everything together. You know what I mean? The, the almost, diner in the yeah. beginning. One of those type of things. Like It, it ties in, so when you realize, oh shit, this was, this was the scene that we saw at the beginning, we're getting the backstory of Henry, now we're tying it up to the beginning of it, and now from the beginning, we're watching the rest of the film unfold. I like how they set that up like oh. that. What,
0: what what we didn't see though was Oh, we didn't see that was them having dinner with grandma right before right <laughs> after. Right before <laughs> they drove off and stabbed him some more.
1: Yeah, but not even like that, but like you think he's dead, and then they're eating with grandma and you hear this like thump thump thump. They're like, oh my god, he's oh, not
0: dead. He's like, he's
1: not he's not dead, he's still alive. Oh man. And then I love how it was funny because uh, I just love the, the whole explanation because she's kind of like it's late at night. She's kind of seen now. So it's one of those things. What's on your shirt? Like, oh, we hit a deer, blah, blah, blah. And then he wants that knife. You know, the knife, obviously, that he, cu- he cuts Billy Bats with or whatever. as yeah. ends up, like, you know, stabbing him multiple times. But he uses, he uses it because the hoof got caught in the uh, fender or whatever. He's, like, making up bullshit excuses to obviously kind of, like, you know, stopped the line of questioning from his grandmother. But it's just so funny how to watch this all play out. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we also see that... We also see, start, kind of start to see the downfall of Mabla. It's kind of become, like, less... Not less sexy, but more, like, corrupting, more evil. Like, you find out, like, there's a whole, like, policy where... What was it? Like, Saturday nights are for the wives, Friday nights are for the girlfriends? Or, or, it was,
1: was Saturday... I think it was Friday night was for the... Saturdays were for the wives, Friday was for the girlfriends. So okay, basically right. all these all these, you know, mobsters or whatever that were married or whatever were like cheating and running around with other mistresses, which yeah, I mean, as a married person you kinda look at it, you're like, Yeah, really, like it's kinda it's shitty, but that's what they did back then. I mean, I guess, you know, they wanted to look the part, you know what I mean? Um, I couldn't imagine keeping especially with the daily life of all this shit and then on top of it you're juggling relationships. Like it's just too much.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, and is it me or I, look? No offense to this actress; to this she's lovely in person. But there's like one like lo, there's like one shot where she's like not very well lit. She looks, looks, looks kind of like a man wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, uh, some of them. And then you you realize it's like, dude, Henry got a better gig at home with Lauren Bracco.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I think
1: Karen's a pretty
0: good catch. And even then, like even Polly, just like, hey, yeah, look, you got yeah, I think she got with Lorraine. Like, yeah, she, like she she's a, she's a she's a good person.
1: Well, yeah, because she go, Karen goes to um, to Polly to, to bitch about the fact that like she pretty much went to the Mistress's apartment and was kind of like f- frantically ringing the bell, calling her a whore, and like you know it, it's a cat fight without actually having the cat fight, because um, yeah. like that chick's scared shitless like behind the you know in her in, in their room or whatever, uh, it's just it's crazy, but yeah, Polly wants you know Henry, hey, make it right. I don't care what you got to do, you got to look the part. So, and, and, and you know while, what I mean? And while so all you, this is
0: going on, Michael Imperoli comes in.
1: Which I love. I'm like, holy shit, it's Christopher. Yeah. yeah from The Sopranos. So, yeah, another uh, good old Sopranos uh,
0: cameo. I love it. Yeah. Uh, plays a guy that, yeah, again, Tommy shoots him accidentally.
1: Yeah, because, again, he's trying to be, like, uh, trying to impress people. That's his, like, downfall. Like, he just pretty much do that Oh, you know, dance boy type thing. And he wants to, like, shoot, you know, and kind of have, like, obviously Michael Imperioli's character kind of just, like, to to jump around and be, like, you know, frantically, like, wailing his legs. Because he's kind of, like, a soft-spoken guy. He's just there serving drinks. Kind of not just, you know, it kind of slower. He's, like, a slower character. Because, like, when they're having that interaction with drinks or something like that, he keeps, like, kind of, like, not stuttering, but, like, he's slow to the trigger on that. You know what I mean? He's not... Which is yeah.
0: odd because his character is is nothing like that.
1: No, he's completely sharp. He's completely well rounded. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's kind of funny to see that, but like, yeah, Pesci's character is. This shows you the craziness of Tommy, um, and he accidentally shoots him in the foot, which you know, it just looked like it absolutely would hurt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, this is where Polly says like, "Hey, look, you're gonna stop this shit. You're gonna go home." Actually, right before actually, no, before that, I want to talk about the scene where, uh. Karen's holding a gun to Henry yeah I love this whole exchange because the whole time like, uh, yeah you can see like it's a big deal for Karen but not so big for Henry. like yeah this is not the first time I've had a gun, had a gun pointed at me yeah but for Karen
1: like Karen's sticking up for herself though Do you know what I mean yeah. like she doesn't want to be played for a fool which I think a lot of the mobsters wives during this time were being played as you know it yes. was like yes this is stability this is family But we're still going to go out and live the single lifestyle of like, you know, honing in any girl that we can just to try to get laid on Friday nights and then try to be a family man by Saturday. Just it doesn't work. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's where Pauly comes in to say he should return home to Karen. Yeah. But first, you got to go collect some debt from a gambler in Tampa. Uh, So they do this. But here's the thing. After they get back, Jimmy and Henry are arrested because they were turned in by the gambler's sister, who was an FBI typist. What are the what, I'm like what are the odds? Are yeah, the seriously.
1: Odds? At that, you just got to swallow the pill, man. I think it was your time to serve. Uh, Russian roulette. You know, the bullet got you. Yeah. Um, but it's a slap on Arista when you see the the life they live in jail. Which is, use that in quotations. Which
0: is uh, yeah, jail. We use jail very loosely. Yeah. But uh, oh my god, what a joke. Funny thing is, this has come after a line that Henry had earlier to Karen, where she's just where he's just like, nobody gets caught unless they want to. Yeah. So, like in her eyes, he wanted to get caught.
1: I guess, but I mean, realistically, though, I think no. Realistically, it's Henry like and a, Jimmy
0: were trying to do the best. Yeah.
1: Realistically, it's just a freak
0: set of circumstances, but that's not how she sees it.
1: Oh yeah, no. But like, honestly, like I think Henry really thought Henry, and Jimmy, I think really thought that their tracks were covered and that they were in the clear. I mean, it just so happened that a, a relative was, you know, a Fed. I mean, like, what are the odds of that?
0: But uh yeah no speaking of their life in prison holy shit oh my lord yeah like they they they're in there in the kitchen they're cooking they got lobsters yeah. they got steaks yeah they got and i like
1: how they're cooking the steaks on like a George Foreman almost cuz they don't have an actual grill in jail, which i think is funny um
0: yeah they yeah. got like all like the best foods like it's just like what the f-? even in pri- even in prison you're getting scared. like what why why is he even a threat for you? <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: an Italian, like, sleepaway camp. It's, it's not, it's a slap on the wrist, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, Henry and Jimmy got sent to 10 years, only served four.
1: Which, I mean, again, that's, I mean, especially for the severity of what they did, I think that's completely a slap on the wrist. So, definitely, um, definitely come out a little bit more kind of paranoid but again I think they're always kind of do them in just because I think they get too comfortable
0: yeah so uh, Henry Henry gets out yeah uh, for, like I said four, four years later and in the meantime when he's in prison he's been he develops a bit of a knack for selling drugs so he, he did that to kind of pay Bill while they are in prison but Paul said yeah. okay it's fine in here once you get out cut that shit he did not cut that shit <laughs>
1: No, because he again because he has a smuggling system in Pittsburgh, uh, and that's kind of where you know he kind of wants to do that as side cash because he knows that there's no income coming in from his family, so they're pretty much piss broke now again. So he has to live like a human, like I, I say, like a, like a common folk, like you know, you you and I, and like you know, other people, um, not living on this, you know, this, you know, uh, Olympus, so to speak. You know what I mean? They're they're literally you know living in this like small apartment, and he's like, I just I, I can't. We got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. So they start selling drugs in addition to this giant heist. The the, the uh, Swedish heist. Or not the Swedish. It might have been Swiss, French. <laughs>
1: it was it? Lufthansa or Tarza? L- Lufthansa.
0: Lufthansa. That's it. Yep. Lufthansa heist. What well, basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna hijack a safe from an airplane, uh, and the payout will be over six million dollars.
1: And there's so many people that are a part of this, though. There's so many intricacies in this whole entire process, which is crazy. How, how Like, how vast this uh, this heist is going to be.
0: Yeah, so uh, they pull this heist off. Uh, it, wor- it works out. Uh, but Jimmy's not ha- exactly happy with the way people are spending money.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because it's like, I get it. But, like, the one guy that comes in to the, uh, the bar, the party or whatever that they have or whatever... Um, where they had just recently got married and he bought the pink court uh, Cadillac or whatever for his wife. He did kind of cover his tracks, though. Like, he said that his, it's under his mom's name and it was a wedding gift. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But he, I, I get what Jimmy's thinking because he's like, dude, he's like, we just got out of the slammer. Like, this shit's going to draw a, you know, a radar right on us. Um, hence, the next person that comes in with this like $20,000 mink coat. Um, he like goes ape shit on the guy. The guy's like, "All right, you know, we got to get out of here."
0: Yeah, uh, but things kind of start to go awry. Why? Because uh, the getaway driver, Stacks, played by Samuel L. Jackson, of all people, which is which is so great because it's like you realize you're like, "Holy
1: shit!" It's him. He doesn't really have a lot of uh, spoken uh, dialogue in this movie. No, he doesn't.
0: He he gets like one. He gets like one scene of dialogue, and that is it. Yep. And then he gets shot and then he gets shot in the head as soon as he's introduced. Why? Because he did because rather than ditching the getaway truck like he was supposed to
1: Yeah, he drove it back to his house, didn't he?
0: Uh yeah, he drove I think he drove to his girlfriend's yeah. house.
1: And drove to his girlfriend's house, yeah.
0: Yeah, so just like I mean it's it like it sucks because like he's like, Oh damn, he doesn't get any payout, but like you understand, like he, he got killed because of his carelessness.
1: Yeah, I mean it could have been prevented. It was like, I mean, when there's that much money on the table, you want to make sure that all those loose ends are, you know, pretty much tied up, and you want to get everything pretty much to, you know, even, even kilter. You want to hide, you know, all the stuff from the, uh, from the, uh, you know, law
0: enforcement. Just really stupid on his part. Oh yeah, so so goddamn stupid. Uh, yeah. So uh, they they t- they take him out, and then uh, the thing is, at this point. Uh, Conway is starting to get shifty about everybody involved with this heist. Mainly the, I think it's Morris, the guy who sells wigs. Oh my god, this guy's so
1: annoying with like when he wants to get paid out.
0: Yeah, so he's getting for his cut, but he thinks Jimmy's gonna he thinks he's gonna squeal. Uh, so you thi- so you? Uh, Jimmy tells Henry that he's not gonna kill him. He's like, I right, change my mind. So he's like, oh, we're we safe. Movie comes right back at you off guard, they get, they get into a car and they just like ice pick him in the back of the head.
1: Yeah, which I mean needed to happen because of the fact that, I mean, my thing is you should have just pay him and be done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would have been the best thing because you had the money, so just pay him off. You know what? I, again, tie up your loose ends. Like you, you, you practice it and you see what Paulie does. You know what I mean? But like Jimmy doesn't do this, and I don't know why they just didn't pay him off. Just pay him off and then it's done.
0: Yeah. Well, Jimmy. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, well, Jimmy does start tying up loose ends. What? What does he do? He starts whoa. killing off the people. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, again, you could do it a way to just pay, it, make, throw money at it, and make it go away. I think, you know, his character, uh, the wig seller. I think he, I think him getting paid, I think would have been a, a better move than it just got him out of the picture because his wife was so like he never misses. He's, he's never. He always calls. Blah blah blah. Now you have another person that's going to go talk. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. So Jimmy uh, basically eliminates everybody yeah. who was involved with the heist. Yep. Um, a move Henry thinks he would have done anyway, just to just to get a bigger payout for himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, when you have that type of
0: heist with that many people, you're going to get a small payout. The only, only people left with the heist that are still alive are Jimmy, Henry, and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're looking out for Tommy because he is about to get, quote-unquote, made. What that means is he's basically going to get ingratiated, like, fully integrated into the mob life.
1: Pretty much be, like, the next Pauly.
0: Yeah, Uh, and which, is, which is an opportunity that only Tommy could ever have because he's the only one that's full Italian.
1: Yeah, and they they have to tre- trace their roots back to Sicily so they have to be 100% full-blooded. But it's also an opportunity for Jimmy and Henry. So they see that as working for Tommy, it's going to benefit them too in the long run.
0: Yeah. Uh no, but no it isn't because as soon as he gets <laughs> to the place where he's going to get made, he really there's nobody there and it's it's all it's all a setup and they yeah. just it's crazy just how unceremoniously they kill off Tommy.
1: Which sucks because like, you know, he, his character is such a like a he he dies so fast fu- it's it's like, really? That's how you're gonna kill him? Like really? I mean, That's how it, you're gonna it, go down? Like that it sucks. Makes,
0: it makes sense because like it's what well, it kind does. Kind of trying to, trying to illustrate like death is just like it's just it's just a thing that happens and it could happen to anyone at any time. Kinda of like what Game of yeah. Thrones tried to illustrate in earlier seasons. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like it just happened it happened just so quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost, and I would even say, like, you know, obviously, like, uh, I'll compare it to the, uh, Sonny Corleone. It's almost as unexpected as that. Yeah. Only, obviously, Sonny to a grander scale, obviously, the death scene. But what I'm saying is it was super unexpected. You know, you're watching, yeah. you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Oh, my God. And, and it's like, the, it, the it, it's, is, it's done.
0: Retroactively, you kind of see, so the reason he got killed was because this is this yeah. retribution for killing bats earlier in the movie. Why? Yeah. Because he was made.
1: But you can look at and, and just to kind of not even just to compare the characters, but Sonny was also a loose end too, kind of like Tommy's character, so you kind of see where a little parallel between their two characters too
0: yeah and uh but not to mention like but like once you when you really look back at it, you realize like there's no way there's, there's no other way that his story could have ended
1: I mean no and kind of like when you you know you kind of kind of know that the time's coming um. You know what I mean? It's like you you feel the Grim Reaper breathing down your neck. You know it's gonna happen sooner or later. Um, sooner rather than later, I should say. But uh yeah, that totally takes me off guard. You're like you, he goes in, you're like, This guy, this is a day of celebration. You know, his mom gives him a kiss, like, you know, be careful. And then he goes, You know, this guy's gonna be made now. He's gonna be the next, you know, Dawn, pretty much. And, you know, all of a sudden he goes in and then like literally he didn't even see it, like his back's turned against
0: him. Yeah, and you really, yeah. It's kind of things like his his impulse, his attitude. it's ended up it ends up being what killed him in the end.
1: And the shittiest part about it is those guys made sure to shoot him in the face so that they couldn't have an open casket for him. Yeah. Either. Which kind of sucks because you know, obviously, you know, when you know when you die like that, you know, you, you can't show. But uh, but like his character obviously would want that big luxurious wedding, have the open casket, and you know what I mean, like the big you know glamorous type of. Uh, funeral that he's not going to get now
0: yeah so yeah uh he gets killed that gets that's the thing about mom they're they're patient this death this this hit took place i think like four to eight years after they killed billy bats
1: yeah i mean i think did they know about it for all that time then, and just kind of kept it quiet
0: i guess so just like look we're gonna we're gonna sit on this
1: we have something.
0: We're, like, we're going to wait a little bit. We're, pl- we're playing the long game. Hey, the mod, they play the long game.
1: It's like, dude, you just,
0: you'd just you like forget. <laughs> it's I'm like, shit,
1: like, what were you mad about last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you're, you're old as fuck. How did you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> it's the, yeah it's like, I t- mean. It's, it's, like tie a string yeah. around their finger, just like, yeah, that's for you, Billy Bats.
1: Yep, we got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Henry is so we also cut you Neil know, flash forward. Things are not going well for Henry. It's 1980 yeah uh things things are not going well why because the feds are on his ass they're, they're and he
1: is a skier now <laughs> he loves the snow
0: oh yeah he, he is he is he's always high he's selling like a motherfucker uh he's trying to set up this like massive drug deal sell off what the rest of what he has uh what he, so what he tells so basically he he goes to a motel to meet to meet his guy to set up a drop yeah he tells his, I think it's like his babysitter, like he's, he's involved here, he tells her to go call the people, he's, the people he's, she's going to be meeting. Give him from the flight, a pay phone. From, from a pay phone. Yeah. Give, give him the flight details, give him the amounts, give him everything. Yep. But he very explicitly says, do it from a pay phone. Guess what she doesn't do? She does it from their phone. She does it from their phone. Yep. So, yeah, as you can imagine, he gets caught pretty quickly. Yeah,
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, so uh, he he gets caught, he gets arrested, he is about to go to jail for a very long time. Oh yeah. Uh, But here's the thing: there is one. Okay, he gets he gets bailed out. He has one chance. First of all, he tries to get out, tries to get the rest of the dope that's in the house and sell that off—sixty grand worth of cocaine. But Karen flushed it. Karen flushed it, which okay, smart move on her part, because
1: yeah, I mean, because you know. If they see it, they're gonna bring him down. So why not get rid of it and be yeah. done with it, no traces? Yes. It makes sense.
0: So uh, he has no, he has no choice. He has to go to Paulie. He has to tell him. He's like, "Yeah, I fucked up. I I did something you explicitly told me not to do." Yeah, but you know, and you feel like this is the part where he usually be the part where he get killed. Yeah, but Paulie, hey, Paulie's got heart. Paulie's got heart. He's like he, he gives he gives him he gives him a stack <laughs> of money, about thirty two hundred bucks. Yep, And it's like, this is the last minute, he, like, this basically, basically buying him out of the, of the, of the family.
1: Yeah, because he said, this is where I turn my back now or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, yep, I'm done. Like you, like you're on your own now.
0: Yeah. Um, we also got uh we also see that uh, Jimmy is going, re- he's going really shifty of Henry. Cause he, th- oh, yeah. he thinks he's going to blab. Yeah. So much so that he almost gets Karen killed in the process.
1: Yeah, he was literally trying to put her in an ambush. But Karen, again, you know, being the smart woman that she is, kind of read between the lines what was going to happen. So she got in her car. She's like, "Yeah, I can't go there." She's like, "I, I my mother got the kids. I got to hurry up and get back." She knew she was going to get hit. So I think she started to see the. Uh, she started to read between the lines too.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I this scene is great. It's a like really great, yeah. really tense scene of yeah. like because you you don't know if she, you don't know if she's going to go through with it or not.
1: Yeah. You're no because like you're like you're gonna... I mean it's Karen like I mean you, you can't like they're not gonna kill Karen are they um and then she yeah she really puts her her wits you know together and really kind of out uh, out things Jimmy on that one which is great for her
0: yeah so she goes so Henry goes to meet Jimmy and he makes sure to make it a public place yep and you know as them trying to talk like hey I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna turn I'm not gonna turn you out you're like you're gonna you're gonna be fine. don't worry about it it's hard to focus on the conversation because there's, like, one dude behind Robert De Niro who's trying way too hard to act natural. You notice that guy?
1: No. Like, I saw there was too much going on because you look at the window and there's shit going on. There's shit moving outside and stuff like that, ne- too. Ne- next, time time watch his, sure.
0: next time you watch this, like, pay attention to the guy sitting behind De Niro. Okay. I'll have to do that. He's really weird. First of all, he, he starts off by looking, like, right at the camera. Oh, it's like shit. And second of all, like, <laughs> just 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 just, just, watch, just spend the whole scene watching him. It's, I will. It's, it's 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 really off-putting. So he re- so Henry realizes this is the last straw. Like, okay, you know what? If you're willing to kill me, then why the fuck am I trying to protect you? So yeah, seriously. Uh, he, he goes he goes to the feds. He's gonna get witness protection. All he's got to do is prosec- is uh, prosecute, testify against his family. And then, he's, and then he's a free man.
1: Which and, is sad because it was like what he prided himself on to get into it. You know what I mean? He's doing the things that he was said not to do. You know what I mean? Like running your mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Pretty man, much t- calling out who's who. Like he's pointing to Jimmy. He's pointing to Pauly. It kind of breaks your heart because you, like, you feel for it. Because like, you feel like this kid, they put him under their wing. And it's like you understand why he's doing it. But you still feel bad, though. Because it's like those are like severed ties now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean it does suck because I do I do love Leo's acting in the scene where he's just like, is the ma- is 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 the man in this court right now? Yes. to point him out. And he starts like pointing out. You know, Jimmy points out Polly. It's just like it's not like he doesn't want to do it, but he's like, I got no choice at this point. Like, what am I? What else am I supposed to do?
1: Yeah, I mean he he has to do it. It's either it's pretty much them or him at this point. He wants to live because yeah. he has a wife. He has kids.
0: Uh, you know. And again, he's putting whole, himself first. This whole sequence it, it goes to the principle of I'm not sure who came up with this, but. It's like if you, it's as a principle like if you introduce a gun in act 1 it has to go off by act 3 if yeah. you, if you say if you say uh, hey two if you say you have like two rules don't rat on your friends and keep your mouth shut by the, by act in act 1 by act 3 you're going to rat on your friends and you're going to open your mouth Yeah. Uh so he get, uh, so Henry goes with witness protection uh, he gets li- he gets to live as he gets to live as an average person. I think the final line of the movie: "I get to live the rest of my life as a schnook." And it yep. ends with it ends with a really great, see- a really like good cut of him looking at the camera, followed by a shot of Tommy. Followed by a shot of Tommy shooting at him, which yeah. I think is indicative of like, yeah, you basically became a person that your best friend would murder, but. He's not around anymore, so fuck it. <laughs> and it or
1: it could be a thing of him always having to look over his shoulder, too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get the that Henry Hill was in the water protect- water protection until he, st- or he was still in the protection program. He passed away in 2016, I believe. Okay. Uh, until ni- in 1987, he was arrested for, I think, like theft or robbery or some shit like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Seattle, Washington... Oh, yeah. Uh, Narcotics narcotic conspiracy. Received five years probation. Since then, he was clean. Uh, Paul Cicero died in... Pr- Paulie died in prison. Jimmy Connolly was eligible for parole in 2005. I don't know if he ever got off. If the person he was based on ever got off. Uh, 2004. He was eligible in 2004. And that's where we end off the movie. Which, funny thing... Funny thing also came out this year. My Blue Heaven... Starring Steve yeah. Martin came out this year. That yeah. is, That was based on, funny thing, like, come out this year, that was based on Henry Hill's life in Witness Protection.
1: Oh, wow, that's funny.
0: Yeah, Steve Carell's character is essentially Henry Hill. You mean Steve Martin's character? Yeah, who did I say? Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve, Carell. Steve, yeah, Steve, <laughs> Steve Martin's character is basically Henry Hill in that movie. Okay, I'm
1: a, yeah, I remember watching that movie. It's been a while, but I have to rewatch
0: that then. Yeah, for sure, but yeah, that was good, fellas. So, Russell, as a first time watcher of this film, what, what did you think?
1: It was a fantastic movie. Honestly, this might be one of my top Scorsese films. Uh, when you think of Scorsese, you really put these guys, you put Goodfellas up in the top uh, you know, tier of his films, because, I mean, this is a fantastic movie. It's, it's sad it took so long to finally watch, um, but I'm glad I did. It's something I will absolutely go back to and watch, because, I mean, it's a, it's a terrific film. Like what I said at the beginning, post-Godfather, there really wasn't anything mafioso that had that feel You know what I mean? That grand feel like this movie has, you know what I mean? Um, So I think that this movie would follow in the footsteps perfectly with The Godfather. Um, Obviously, we saw a lot of, you know, types of mafia movies, you know, with, you know, your Donnie Brasco's, your other types of films uh, like that with like mafioso type um, storylines. But this one, this one's like it's a fantastic film. Um, I can see why um, people voted for it. It's, It's amazing that Dances with Wolves won this year. Yeah. Really it's 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 super head scratching, but okay.
0: Not only that, um, not only that, but Scorsese didn't win Best Director.
1: No, which I mean I would take I'd rather see Scorsese win for this than the departed. Um I just think yeah, I think Goodfellas is a better film. And it's on its it stands on its own. It's not a remake. Like obviously uh, Infernal Affairs was you know, obviously the departed. So uh to me, like this was a standalone film for him, you know, it was more of his original idea. Ah, uh, just based off of again, based off of a uh, uh, novel. But yeah, no, this movie's fantastic. You get from top to bottom great performances from Ray Liotta. De Niro's fantastic. We can see why Pesci won uh, an Academy Award. Um, Lauren Brocco's fantastic. Um, they get a lot of good performances in this uh, film from top to bottom. Um, even Paul Sorvino's uh, excellent in the fi- in the film when he's actually in the film. But uh, yeah, this movie as a whole, I mean, it's it stands the test of time. I think it holds it holds up pretty good 30 years later. Um, some of the scenes with the with the you know with the killing and stuff like that, like the blood looks a little bit fake. But I mean, outside of that, though, you gotta let that stuff play out. You know what I mean? You have to understand that's in the '90s, um, it's not like it is now. But um, outside of that, though, no, fantastic film for sure. I'm I'm really glad we got a got a shot to watch this.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think that yeah, I think that it's an excellent, excellent film. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely my favorite Scorsese film. Uh, this I might that...
1: be. I, I'm 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 thinking because like I. For the longest time, Raging Bull's always been my favorite. I just, I, I love Raging Bull. Um, but this is, God, this is really close. I'm, I'm going to have to let it uh, marinate for a little bit, but uh, I definitely got to go back to this film.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely, like, I think it's, like, surprisingly watchable for, like, the, the subject matter to contain. Yeah. Performances are great. I love for the sure. writing. I love the direction. I love the cinematography of it. Like, this, I love this movie talked to it. It's one of my yeah. all time favorites. Yeah. I figured this was gonna win once we put it on the poll, but regardless, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance. To, I'm only I'm glad to get to revisit Goodfellas, and I'm glad yeah. I got to see you on your first journey into this movie. So that's that's great.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm 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 always a fan of when we get to watch a, uh, watch each other like watch a movie for the first time. It's always enjoyable because we can share that. You know, what I mean, it's we can share that uh, you know uh, moment with with each other. It's it's uh, special when it comes to that.
0: But uh, yeah, really really excited that I actually got to watch it though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's going to do it for uh, us today. Uh, Russell, you want to give our plugs before we head out?
1: Yeah, you can find us, Notorious By Chance, on Facebook. Join that group. We're, we're hovering around 400. We're almost there. We're going to get there hopefully soon. Um, that's where we put up the polls for you guys to vote on. So that's where you guys got to vote on um, You know, Goodfellas and all the other good polls that we put up. we got a lot of good polls coming up uh, for the month of December as well. Um, you can also find us, Notorious By Chance, on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe there. We will... I think, once, I think we'll make it a New Year's resolution to get uh, more active on the YouTube front. I think we'll, we'll do that. Um, I'm sure there's ideas that we have for that. I'm, I'm sure our best of 2020 will probably end up uploading it on the YouTube. But, yeah, go ahead and uh, join
0: that as well. You can find me on Twitter. It's going to be chanceworth underscore uh, 91. Uh, check out the Mujerish Modown where I uh, compete. And uh, something that uh, Christian announced today that you can do It's actually very cool. Uh, if you do, you want to be in the Schmodown? You could be, uh, because he's opening the door for you to submit a promo to you possibly join the Schmodown. Uh All you got to do is uh, record your best, send it to uh, mtsaudition at gmail.com, and see if you get see if you got what it takes. I guess it doesn't matter if you're good at trivia or not. If you're good at cutting a promo, maybe you can make it. Who knows? <coughs> Uh, but yeah so there you go and uh, also I'll be taking on Chanju Dandapani for the Intergeekdom belt at Spectacular this year it's going to be a really fun match uh, thank you for listening for the show and be sure to tune in next week we're going to be looking at the Mel Gibson film Fat Man the Christmas one to kick off our Christmas uh, Christmas time uh, series of episodes and uh, we might have something very special planned for that episode we're not going to say what it is now uh, but let's say if, if this happens it's going to be the coolest thing we've ever done on this show Oh, for sure. Uh, So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. That's Russell. I'm Chance. We will see you next week.